Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to IndiePod, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we are bringing you four awesome indie game news stories in a sense they're kind of like let's be real one of them is a news story and the other ones are basically just all like it's like hooray indie games are happening yeah it's like a carrion it's like just a smash of like all of this different meat and gross shit inside it's like yeah but you know what i mean yeah exactly metaphor before we get into any of that, of course, because naturally we got to go down. We got the games we've been playing, the main news stories, news cram, your listener questions, and God bless the crowd. Before we get into any of that, I got to introduce myself, Von Hyde, and my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average, Josh Boys. How you doing today, big Josh Boy? I'm doing well. I like how you switched up the intro. I think... Uh... I think you were a little rusty on that since it was new. I just got lost in yeah, it. Yeah, you were just lost were, in it. Yeah. You were Didn't really, even know where I was going. really yep. in it. Uh God bless the crowd is coming after. We're gonna switch it up now. Dude, it happens every now and then where I like I say I'll I'll say just like one word wrong and then it'll throw me off the entire yeah. thing. Yeah. Like I could I could just try to read it, but I'm no, like I do, nah. I do that all the time. It's already off. Sometimes I so for the interviews, a little uh, you know, inside baseball or however you're supposed to say that saying. Um, I <laughs> I do the interviews. I write interview questions, and the questions I usually put like intro parts to them to kind of like if I can't think of anything, it's there for me. There's a lot of times I'll have an intro and I'll like see the sentence. And I'll completely avoid saying anything that's on the page. And I'll just be like, let's riff. And I sometimes it, it like hits. And other times I just like kind of go in a circle and I'm like, all right, fuck it. Got to where like and then I get lost and it's like <sighs> such a struggle. <laughs> I mean, I think that's so nice about interviews, though, is when it feels like a real flowing conversation. Like I mean, you yeah, said, that's... sometimes it can end poorly. But yeah, I mean, gra- granted, I don't think it's ever been just like <laughs> awful, but sometimes it works well. And sometimes it works not as well. Um, the last one I had was, ah, God, I can't wait for that one to come out because I, I was spoke with a developer. It was a couple and they literally like they just ran off with the conversation. I was like, hey, you know, what's the elevator pitch for your game? And they were like, let's list all the mechanics. And I was like, <laughs> elevator pitch, people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know what fucking elevators you're taking. But they this were like, is yeah, they were right. crazy, dude. But no, they were super sweet. They were super nice. And it was one of those things where I was like, I looked at my list of questions and I was like, fuck. 
they're already answering a lot of these. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, you're like, it's a five minute interview of me asking one question and them asking, like answering every question I had before I even muttered it. Yeah. They interviewed themselves, essentially. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's nice. Hey, no, it was super. little work for I, you. I told him, I was like, fuck it, do my job for me. I was like, this is supposed to <laughs> showcase you, not me. I'm like, if I don't need to be here, just I'll hit the record button and y'all can talk about your game. <laughs> well, that's nice of you, Big Josh Boy. That's very nice of you. I'm, I'm glad the developer interviews are going well. I love that people are listening to them. Speaking of the developer interviews, of course, our housekeeping. This week's developer interview is Sander Ambrose. Their game is sizable, I believe. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure if I said that name correctly, but their name got that or one, sizable. Of course. Which one? The game's I don't name even or, know. or either one. All right. Any of it. The game's just any of the words that just came out of my mouth. The game's name is correct. I don't know about okay. the developer though, but it's okay. <laughs> you mean it's not like when their parents envisioned that name? They're like a moose dying. That is the like that's the sound I want people yeah. to come out of people's they, mouths. They specifically they wanted that that. Uh, extended, you know, use of the syllables as well. That kind of like, mm -hmm. ooh, like I'm. They're like, we only put two O's, but what we really wanted is like stretch. the phonetic spelling to have like 65. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. you just really got to let it roll off the tongue. Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Like an elk. I get it. It's good. I mean, I'm so glad that I understood what they were going for, and obviously humanity didn't. Like, I, I actually kind of wonder if there are people who are out there who, like, when they decide their baby's name, they, like, think about the way it's going to be said, and they're just like, I want it to be said this specific way. I mean, they should. It's not about what the name is. Yeah. Instead, they're like, I'm going to spell, like, they choose the phonetic spelling as the actual spelling. Yeah. And you're just like, but phonetic spelling never fucking makes any sense. <laughs> you're just like, it looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I mean... I'm kind of for it though, because I feel like it's so much easier when you see something and it like it's it's built the way that you're like it should probably be said this way. <laughs> like no one's screwing it up. Yeah. It just looks weird. I to mean, write. that's my wife and I like we've we've talked a couple times about what we're gonna name our kids and like how exactly we structure their name because we don't want our kid to be the one in class that like always every steps two teacher gets their name wrong. Like we went to school with a girl named Shalise. Every time a substitute teacher came in, uh, they were like Chelsea, and she's like, "It's Shalise." Oh, wait, <laughs> did it have a C though? No, it was written like Chelsea. It, was, it looked like Chelsea, but like, her name was Shalise. What? Oh my goodness! <laughs> How do you see? That's that's like a weird thing because if it's written a certain way, I don't think you as a parent just gets to be like totally it's like, like the gif or jif thing it's yeah, just like nope your like, kid's name is chelsea you like if the general public say yeah it's chelsea it's chelsea i think you should have <laughs> spelt it differently if you wanted people to not say chelsea that's fair that's absolutely fair but of course this is the developer interview for sizable going up wednesday that's one day after for patrons two days before for plebes so be sure to check it out speaking of checking things out check out the indie pod store soon to have more things on it uh, next month when we finally have enough money things. to, uh, yeah, I know most people do like we're Americans. It's we true. love the amount. Yes. We love quantity. quantity. Okay. That's like, what it's about, baby. That's what my wife and I were talking. Also, I love that. I've just like drawn and on about the no, shit my no. wife and I talk about. I love but, it. Come on, like, let's go. Last night we watched the movie always be my maybe. And it's like, it's, it's really interesting. Um, well, it's not, it's actually just a standard <laughs> romantic comedy, but 
they're like one of the characters is a celebrity chef and as it shows the like plating portions we were both just like i love that the more you seemingly spend on money the less the more you more money you spend on food the less you actually get so mm-hmm. it's just like they pay six thousand dollars for a meal and it's just like fucking bubbles yeah like, it's so I, weird i actually i've seen this movie which is strange because i don't want to watch a lot of movies but i love yeah keanu reeves and randall parks like uh, randall park is awesome dude he's so i love randall park. Do you know he raps yeah no that's what he's i was gonna say so that's good. actually why i wanted to watch the movie is because i saw a video of him freestyling and i was like yeah it's what like he actually raps, and i watched oh. yeah i watched ant-man and the wasp too and the fucking close-up magic thing just got me yeah, so yeah, fucking yeah. hard he's just like how'd you do the how'd trick do scott <laughs> he in- like that's so good it makes me want to watch wandavision so bad now yeah because you've I've seen heard that. that he comes he does up it. and does the close-up magic thing yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's so fucking cool but yeah we watched that and i was just like fucking tiny portions dude i would hate that no like, way, Give me McD- McElDews. Speaking of, like, fucking, we tried to go to McElDews last night. All of them closed. What's that all about? At what, it was only midnight. At what time? Yeah. Midnight? These people. Come on, now. Yeah, dude. They've got the sign that says 24-hour drive through but when we go through, all of their fucking menus are turned off. We were like, mm, what? What you doing there? Okay. Yeah, so we just went to a sketchy, like, Mexican restaurant um, that's, like, right across the street that gives you massive portions for little money but has the worst service of all time. They're the worst. Sounds Absolutely nice. terrible. Yeah, I know a guy who, like, they went to go hand him his burrito, and since it was outside the door, they, like, he they hadn't grabbed it. it yet, and they dropped it. Yeah, and then he's like, I mean, can I get a new one? It's, like, fucked up, and they're like, nah. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and that makes me laugh so fucking hard i'm just like you get to eat a dirt burrito dude i'm sorry like what fucking butterfingers like that was totally your fault was it in a bag though yeah okay. so they like wrap it fairly uh, well yeah, but yeah, like yeah. there's always like the funny thing is every now and then when we drive up there's some sort of trash like underneath their yeah. window and it almost looks like a no, full bag of food i'm so you're just like i guarantee you they drop i'm sure and i i don't think it's excusable right but i just i envision it and i know it's kind of stupid because <laughs> why would you just be handing up like a plain burrito out at someone but it would it just <laughs> like seems, on a paper plate. yeah it just seems so much funnier <laughs> that like just the full burrito no wrapping just slap the ground and they were like yeah no, like, you pick that up and eat it <laughs> they're just like five second rule just, come on it's now. good it's like whatever like that's protein, outside baby. yeah you're just like dude fucking people used to eat raw bear or something like have you ever seen the revenant like fucking yeah, you're fine on. like fucking you might get an oscar for winning eating this burrito this uh, floor burrito like it's fine it's whatever uh, please oh, check out our the IndiePod YouTube channel for these video episodes and, of course, Josh's awesome reviews of Omori and... Fuck, what is that? Everhood. Uh, Everhood. Everhood. I was like, in my head, I was like, Underhood. Nope, that's not it. Nope. It's Everhood because nope. I had Evertail. Undertale on my head for a second. Please leave us reviews on any platform in which you can do so, specifically iTunes, because it helps us reach a larger, a larger audience. So they say. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our patrons at the $3 level or higher. Specifically, we'll see Mix Mitosis, a.k.a. Mix, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Brenshaw, The Wombat Improv Australia, Chris Penwell. Always drinking tea, dude. He drinks actually too much. It's, it too kind of much. freaks me out. Too like much. Every time I see him, he's drinking tea, and I'm like, bro relax it's weird like there's an addiction there okay yeah. 
And of course, Active Josh, Josh Nichols from that there Active Quest. Make sure to check it out. And lastly, Sam Billion from Canada. Thank you all so much for being patrons at the $3 tier or higher. You're all amazing. And let's talk about the games we've been playing. Actually, I did want to tell you something on the air oh. that I just remembered I wanted to tell you. All right, all right. So I want to ask you a question. Uh, you, like I've told you that Morgan and I have been looking for a house. Yeah. Um, how many offers do you think that we have put in? Like based on your experience and other people's so, experience, how many offers do you think we put in? Here's the thing. My wife and I got super lucky and you'll probably get really yeah. pissed. I put in like three and I got my third. Yeah. It's trust me. No, I'm not feeling good. I know. It. I know. <laughs> Anyone you talk to, that will not be the case. We got extremely lucky. We have a, a, a buddy uh, of ours who is on like their, their, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th. I think that based on you, you've been going like every weekend or so for the past couple of weekends. Mm -hmm. I would assume you put in like one to two each weekend. So I would say yeah. right now you're at either like, you know, anywhere from eight to 12. 18. Whoo, we, we put in 18 yeah. offers. <laughs> Much more. And yeah, how many isn't that have you nice? You get to tell your friend now that it's just like, yeah, 18 offers. Fun, isn't it? It's super fun. Getting a house and is And it's awful. just constant disappointment. It is. It really is. <laughs> but I've got good news. One of them finally got accepted. Holy we now, shit. I mean, technically, like, we've, we've still got a couple more things to go, but we do now seemingly mm -hmm. have a house for the foreseeable future. It's an awesome looking house. Honestly, well, though, we have like thing. an inspection you, thing. Yeah, did super you get the sketch. inspection? Yeah, we did. Okay, we did. Okay. And it's like uh, all the things that pop up are just like things that we can fix kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, do you... Okay, so the furnace in your house, do you have a garage? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I, I don't know how fucking houses are built in Florida. You've got like in-ground pools with like fucking shit for alligators. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like, is your furnace in your garage? Furnace? Yeah, so like... It, basically like your your pilot like kind of a deal like there's the big metal shit that does things for you you know what i mean like so <laughs> at least in idaho because i once again like you guys could be subterranean in florida our furnaces are typically in our garages which means to keep your car from hitting it they have this like big metal pole mm -hmm. that's there so it's just like if you went too far forward you just hit that it's basically like concrete and in this house they like shaved it down to being like this big for some reason. <laughs> and like our, the, uh, the person that went and like checked out the house, the, the one who did the inspection, mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain that they took like a nearby, like lawn turtle. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lawn ornament. That's a turtle. They like put it there. Yeah. So for like a size comparison, because everyone knows how large a lawn turtle is. And they were just like, see how small it is. This is what they did. You see this. So it's so weird, but so far it's looking like we're getting a house super stoked. I'm just so excited about it. Uh, of course we like, don't get to move in for a while, but mm -hmm. that's just, yeah, a thing. Yeah. So, so I wanted to say that on here's the, air. the reason it's a saga. Here's the reason why I said furnace. Cause it's Florida. We don't really have cold days in Florida. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, nah, we just have like, fun. most people use electricity or some kind AC. of heat pump to, to make it actually heat. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So. Man, so if global warming ever comes, uh, if it ever rears its ugly, ugly head and you guys actually get winters, y'all gonna be fucked. <laughs> I mean, we still have heat. Like, 
we have a heating system, but it's just not the same. It's just, yeah, it would be. I mean, like, like we have a heating system and you just pull up like a space heater, yeah, like a yeah, foot right? heater. No, <laughs> I mean, it's through. Yeah, it's just not the, the same. We use a different way to do it. Some do, but like, it's just not as common in Florida. Anyway. Yeah, that checks this out. Is not... I mean, it makes sense. In Idaho, it's just like we could have a blizzard or it could be squelching fucking hot the next day. Like. Yeah. Makes sense that we actually need furnaces, but it's so fucking yeah. funny. Also, I'm not going to lie. Like, honestly, a lot of that shit, especially when it comes to house stuff, is just like, I don't know most of the things. Like, I remember we, there's like the water heater uh, in our garage. And my wife said, like, what's that thing? And there was like something hanging off the wall that it's like some kind of pipe that like opens valves or something like a really head, heavy metal piece. And I was like, I don't fucking know. And she's like, well, shouldn't we? And I'm like, we've been in here for like five months already. I haven't once touched that thing. I'll touch it when I need to. Like, <laughs> like I don't fucking know what's yeah. in here. <laughs> You're like, when we have a problem, I'll look it up on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Like, it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> so like, everyone's a handyman now. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm I'm slightly excited for all the bullshit that comes associated with the house. Like I I sat there with my wife and I was like, fuck. I gotta mow the lawn now. What is that all about? Oof. Like that's gonna fucking suck. Yeah. But like I'm actually kind of excited for it. So whatever. But speaking of a site, excitement. Oh my god, oh. I can't speak. Ooh. Words ever. are tough. Just in general. Words are tough. Let's talk about the games we're playing. Josh, you've been playing more Loop Hero by four quarters. So tell me about Loop Hero. The, okay, so I just wanted to shout out Loop Hero again. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast last week, but man. If y'all haven't gotten Loop Hero, you really should. Um, <laughs> it's good. I am like how weirdly serious you got, but then just like it, it seemed like you're gonna be like you're fucking dumb. You're fucking but instead, you were just no, like you should. You should. You should. You should, you should probably pick it up. You should really think about it. You're like the cool dad. You're like you should. Like it's fine. Like I always, I'll always love you, even though you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's come whatever. On. Yeah, everybody has their choices. I get it. I'll just whatever, be disappointed. Dude. It's fine. <laughs> so um, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just not, disappointed I'm in not you. Mad. I'm just a. <laughs> Just disappointed you haven't picked it up yet and played it. Uh, Loop Hero is... I'm sorry I disappoint you. I am. I I was hoping that I would put more Loop Hero and this would be a conversation where we go, oh, I just got it. Let's fucking rant for like 10 minutes about how Loop Hero is so great and we both love it. But I mean, you disappointed me, but it's okay. Uh, So the... Yeah, on the other hand, I just took the 15 bucks and fucking uh, paid Elder Scrolls Online. Oh my God, why do you stab me in the heart? (laughs) Oh, you talk about these It's like not awful only did things. I not buy the indie game that you want me to buy, I used it on an MMO. You're like, what? So you're like, why? Why don't you just fucking? It's the worst rub thing my, you could have done. Rub my face in dirt. Um. <laughs> so, Loop Hero, I yep. Loop would Hero. like to report that I have beat Act Two now, which I was very oh. excited about. Um, it's really good, man, because even, you know, when I had just talked about it in the first half of just Act One, it was like, oh, it's it's fun because. You know, it's you're on the loop and it's a grind, but it's it's nice because you have, you know, time to kind of do other things. It's a good, you know, half there kind of game, but it's fun. And there's like the management of the resources that drop and you're being this person who's creating chaos and it's all really cool. But then as you go through each act, more things get layered on top of that. So now in act two and act three, enemies start getting more abilities. So like a slime in act one, that was just like, ah, you're just a little bitch. Now in act two, it'll do things like it'll it'll hit you and it'll break down your armor every time it hits you. Or, you know, uh, the spiders that before did really nothing. Now they'll start 
actually shooting webs at you and getting you stuck so that your attack really does nothing for one of the turns and you have to like break yourself That's out of cool. it. Like, and so it keeps layering and each time it gets harder and harder, you know, with various techniques, but also you're getting more things to power yourself up. Like now, as I'm unlocking things, I'm getting the ability to craft things. So now you'll be able to craft like little tables or magnifying glasses or whatever. And they all will have various degrees of, of usefulness based on your class and your character. You're unlocking new things that uh, like now I have to think about do enemies have a soul because there's a specific item that that like a card that you can enable and place down that anytime you kill someone with a soul, you gain HP but you lose HP bonuses from armor instead. And like, so there's so many things that like, as you keep playing, it just keeps adding a layer onto it. And so like, I I really like this game because it's so, honestly, it's not simple in concept because I think it is a complex idea. As like, I, I haven't read it yet, but I really want to read. Um, there was an article about how they pitched Loop Hero that I, I want to look into because I think that is such an interesting idea for them to be like, uh, trying to pitch that to Devolver Digital about, you know, what their game is. Like, why should someone be interested before they actually see it or actually play it? Because at a glance, like, of just saying it, it sounds kind of dumb or just, like, convoluted, you know? But anyway... Like, yeah, it does seem weird. Right, but the point is, it's such a, uh, you know, a simple concept in just going through a loop and fighting the enemies that most people would think, like, oh, it'll get boring, you know? It'll be the same thing. But, like... Yes, it is a grind in some cases, but as you keep going, they keep adding these elements and these layers that, you know, just add to the the fun of the game. So I just wanted to put it on here again to, to talk about how I'm really enjoying it and people should try it out. I like the idea that it's slowly adding in more elements to deal with, like instead of just throwing it all at you immediately mm -hmm. so you just get overwhelmed. Like last week I was like, you know what? Like, I haven't played Spider-Man, like Insomniac Spider-Man, right. so I'm just going to, like, I'm going to hop into it. So I loaded it up uh, last weekend, and I started playing it, and I was like, why is there so much fucking shit in this game, dude? <laughs> like, immediately, it was just like, push these buttons, push these buttons, push Oh, did you know you could do And I'm just like, how the fuck do people play this game, dude? I don't know, Like, man. all of it. They throw, like, literally, I'm not even joking, like, paragraphs of different <clears throat> shit you need to do just to swing around the city. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? So I'm glad to hear that there are games that are just like, you know what? Let's not throw a fucking the entire dictionary right. worth of like different shit to do at somebody. Instead, we will save a bit of that for, uh, you know, the rest of the game. Yeah. And like, it's, that's pretty nice. And it's good because cool. it, it, it takes a good approach at that, right? Because you don't want a game that's on the other side is like very like handholdy of like, oh, don't worry. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll piecemeal this for you. And you're like, all right, get to the point. Come on. Like, because the game does that in like each act, it gets harder and adds a layer. But there's other things that like the game just doesn't even tell you. Like the cards that you place, those, those you know, objects or those, those various things all have different like combination wise. So you have like a village that will at base, you just walk through and it'll give you quests, which will just make one random enemy on that loop harder to fight, but will give you a bonus experience. But if you put that village and a vampire mansion right next to it, it'll create a ransacked village. And so there will be villagers that are like zombies cool. that fight you there. And it will only happen if you know to place those two cards down at the same time. The game never tells you that. You just have to figure it out or look up guides, whatever. But like you just, you <laughs> fight, like I was doing that and I was like, why are these people here? <laughs> because I had put it right next to each other and I was like, oh. And you find out later that like, 
It's a really beneficial thing to do because it's harder initially to fight all those people, but after three loops, it becomes a place where you get a ton of HP back every time you pass through it, and it makes it much better to do it that way, but it's just like, it's higher risk, higher reward. Yeah, that's super cool though. I, I like all of these like different small things that you can learn from the game. Like there's still things hidden from you. So even if you get to like, let's say the fourth act and you've basically gone through like all of the big surprises, the big things mm -hmm. that they needed you to learn throughout the game, you still have small things that are just like, yeah, little did you know you could make a zombie village. Right. It's pretty cool. No, that's super awesome. I, uh, yeah, still, I mean, I've yet to uh, buy Loop Hero, but maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> maybe I'll play some Elder Scrolls online. <laughs> but the other game you've been playing, and this one we did get a code for, so just everybody take this with a grain of salt, even though I don't actually know where that saying comes from. This one is Nero Deck, a psychological deck builder. Oh, oh my God. It's more cards, peeps. It's more, it's more freaking cards. It's more cards. You know what? So let's talk about Nero Deck. Let's get into it. So Nero Deck is a card game, as most people know me for. Um, they probably are sick of me talking about it, but I <laughs> love the idea of Nero Deck in theory um, because what they do is it is a card, you know, roguelike uh, deck builder where you're going through and you're building a set of cards based on a specific person and a specific emotional trait. So the whole idea behind Neurodeck is you are fighting phobias. You're fighting kind of just fears that a person might have. Um, now, I think that the idea of this is insanely exciting as a person who, one, loves the deck building and roguelike element of games, but two, I have a lot of interest in psychological, you know, just anything really, but disorders are one of the things that I loved back when I was in college. I took a lot of classes in this field because I just think it's interesting. And so phobias from, from you know, just the mindset of it is really cool to see because what they do is they create these monsters that are based off of that. So you'll have something like arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders. And you'll have, you know, a spider, right? Pretty basic. Mm -hmm. But then you'll have something like, um, I forget what it's called, but it was like masculinity. And it's basically like this strong bodybuilder person. You'll have things like, um, I wish I could remember the phobia's names, but they're all like really weird. Um, because it's just how the phobia naming is. Um, but you'll have ones <laughs> like the fear of pregnancy and it'll be this monster that is like this, this woman, like kind of, uh, like growing a child in her as you're fighting her. It's like, it's, yeah, that one's called tokophobia. Tokophobia. Yeah. It's, uh, super creepy in a lot of cases, but I think it's really cool because they, they do things where the, the monsters that you're fighting kind of uh, obviously depict that fear and their move sets try to to play into that which i think is is super cool i think the the concept of it is something that has a lot of potential um unfortunately i the game like it was fun and i i played it and beat the the campaign or the the couple of the campaigns like three times with one of the first characters that you get. You have to unlock the second one. Um, but the, the way they do it is is kind of interesting because it's based on you have an emotion with that character and that just means you have a different starting deck. So different types of cards that you might play. And then each one is very, you know, deck-like rogue builder, uh, rogue builder, uh, rogue-like deck builder. 
where as you're going through it, you're adding cards, removing cards, you're increasing stats to yourself. You're getting these things that, uh, one of the things that was really cool is they had um, a personality test in it. There's times where you could take a personality test and it'll be like very basic. It's like five questions and it'll be something like you'll get two different personalities that'll show. It'll be like laziness or persistence or something like that. And you're like, okay. And then it'll be questions that you like, you could clearly tell like, this is what you want. If you want to get the lazy one, this is the persistence one, but you get to choose them, right? You get to, you could say like, I want to answer them the right way. And you find out, oh, you're a lazy person or whatever it is. It's kind of, seems kind of like an attack. Gotta love that. Yeah, it seems kind of like an attack, (laughs) but you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, I could have said generous or greedy that probably would have been better, but greedy still seems like an attack on a person. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Laziness is better. The point is if you get, if you get a lazy person, uh, you get a perk. And so you have the ability to play uh, or to have three different perks on your character for each run. So as you're going through, you get to take these personality tests, you get to get the perk. And I think it was really cool that they did this. I think the idea behind that really smart from a, you know, a psychological, like this, this phobia building world that you're in this environment, but it doesn't really stick because you answer those questions and then you're like, oh, so lazy equates to this perk. And those perks are always, Mm -hmm. at least from what I've seen, always the same. And then once you know what those perks are, you just pick the questions based on what build you want to go, right? So So it just kind of gets predictable. So it gets predictable and it also becomes a burden because then you're like, okay, now I need to remember what each one goes to so I can go for the right build so I could go for whatever, as opposed to just being like an item type that you just be like, oh, that's the one. Okay, give me that, right? It it like, it adds time to something that I think really detracts from the fun after the first, uh, you know, unique part of it where you're like oh this is something cool and something different but then you're like okay well now it's pretty samesy right and i think the biggest part and and this is why i wanted to talk about that is because my biggest gripe with this is that i feel like it's wasted potential in a lot of areas where they could have made a really big story piece or like uh kind of continuation to this that i think they just you know they they didn't hit and that's fine like right there's the obvious idea of scope and like what's in the game but you're always playing this character, either one of the two, and you play them, but you never really play that character. Uh, as stupid as that sounds, like you're never really like, there's no emotional attachment to who you are. There's no emotional attachment to that person actually having those fears or just fighting random fears that are out there, right? Like this could yeah, have been- it's be, like a player surrogate right. versus being an actual character. This could have been a story of you going through, like I would have liked this game better if it wasn't a roguelike. That's just how, yeah. like this game, the way it's set up, the environment, the story to be told in this should not be a roguelike because it could be much more heavily crafted into a, a narrative that is a full dialogue of a person going through certain phobias and trying to defeat them with various things. And it could have been still, you know, uh, it could still be a roguelike, right? But there needs to be more setup. There needs to be more of a path. There needs to be more attachment to who you are as the character. Those personality tests mean nothing because you're not really equating to any person, whether it be yourself or the character you're playing, because it's just getting that item as opposed to it being like, you know, actual psychometric evaluations that amount to something from the narrative piece. There are a few 
like narrative things in the game where you can read dialogue that's randomly there but like it's very hard for you to even know that you could click on this button that will give you story and it's like very slow to scroll through it like has this like fade effect and you're just like oh i have no interest and you just click because you're trying to get to the next part right so like i think the underlying mechanics i think were good i liked it i think that there's there's some bugs here and there i don't know that this is like fully baked like there's certain things where you can't see like your discard pile you can't see your exhausted cards you can't see uh, a number of things that i wish you would have just known that like other card games have have done before them um so but those those are like easy ones to fix those are things that they can change but what really irks me the most is that the game is fun, but I just think it could have been a lot better if it had more of a narrative attachment to the themes that it's trying to push. And I think it's one of those things where I talk about this, how I love when games take this approach of, of talking about tougher subjects. And I really enjoy that they do that. But in this case, I just don't think it was done well um, because it brings up those phobias, but it brings up nothing about like, like they're just there, right? They're just they're just depictions of those phobias and you're just fighting them. But it like it feels like there's just something missing here. Like there could have been a, a real story to be told of this person dealing with those emotions or those phobias that they have. Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between understanding what a phobia is and actually suffering from it. It's right. like, I understand that people are deathly afraid of spiders. Like, uh, one of my childhood friends, uh, she is deathly afraid of bugs in general, but spiders, she's very, very freaked out. One of the strongest people I've ever known. Like, she's a fucking badass. But when she sees a spider, breaks down. It's like, yeah. done. And... It's the difference between understanding what that fear is. It's just like, okay, she's afraid of spiders and actually living with that fear that seems to be the difficulty. Like it seems to be the the thing that they're trying to build a bridge toward, but they don't necessarily get there from yeah. what you're explaining. Yeah, like I think it would have been so cool if you, and maybe this is their intention, but well, I guess not because you're playing those cards. Like this would have been really cool if you were from the other angle of like, the psychologist who is working with these random people yeah and trying to like find ways to to change certain things um but the, it would totally change up the the context and the gameplay but i i just i feel like there are pieces that are missing for me um personally that that made it not as as uh an enjoyable experience but i still like not to take anything away to the actual gameplay loop of it i think it is fun i just think this could have been done in a much more uh way where like if it had a lot of those points that i mentioned which is a, a big overhaul like i'm not saying that like they need that but i'm sure if i feel that way there's probably others that feel like this but if they had that type of feeling and that type of narrative i feel like this could have easily been a game that i would you know sing praise to and be like this is so good everyone needs to try it blah blah, blah because it's talking about these subjects it's a fun game it's got this good loop but like i just i Instead, it's more of like a, yeah, it's pretty good. You should check it out. I like the idea. Um, but I like this isn't going to be the next Slay of the Spire, unfortunately. But I think I think, you know, if you're into card games and, and deck builders, I think it's still a unique way to go about because there is an interesting use of resource management that's different from from other card games, I would say. So it's it's got a loop that I think 
people will appreciate. But like if you're not into card games, this is definitely not going to be one that's ever going to break your interest and, and be like, oh, this will be the one I pick up like to try it out. Like it's not going to be that type of game, but that's just how yeah, it is. It- so it sounds like the way you're explaining it, like the narrative falls short, but the actual the actual like roguelike deck building elements to it are actually pretty decent. Yeah, like, they're they're not. I wouldn't say they're anything that's like mind blowing, right? This isn't the 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 next game that's gonna just knock everyone's they're socks not reinventing off. the right. wheel. But I think that it it was fun. I enjoyed the the couple hours that I played through uh, beating those those couple of campaigns. Um, I think that it's interesting. They have the different emotion types, which are the starting decks. I think that having the different phobias there is just such a cool concept in general. I really enjoyed the personality tests at first, um, like, and the different events, so to speak, that happen through it. So there's a lot of positive things, but I just don't think it really hits the mark that takes it from like a good game. I think, you know, like an okay, good game to something that's great or amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it seems pretty interesting. Once again, that one is Nero Deck by Tavrox Games. And take everything Josh says with a grain of salt, of course, because we were provided a code for the game. We did not pay the right. full price. So. And thank you for All that. that fun stuff. <laughs> the games that I've been playing, mostly just revisiting some games I've talked about in the past because like, I'm now working from home and I just like figuring out shit to pass the time yeah. so it's like games that i can pause so i've been playing more lonely mountains Wait, downhill by megagon did, industries did, what'd you say did you say games that you could pause yeah games that i can pause oh. so can you pause uh Looper? can i can you, uh, you know what again? i think you might be able to oh. uh, what mm, man sounds like a 15 dollar investment that i need to make hmm also, before you do dive uh, too deep into what you were going to talk about, I did want to shout out not to throw like too much shade at NeuroDeck. Um, the developers are listening, and I thought this was really cool. Is they they posted out like a, a big comment feed on Steam their their uh, like discussion pages of being like, "Hey, we've heard people are having mixed feelings about this. Like, let us know what we can do. We want to make the game better. Like, give us your your top feedback of things to change." And they're already looking into that. So. They're not just being like, we're done with this. Like, if you have interest in this game, go shoot them uh, feedback there. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Anyway, I am done. Please continue about games that aren't Loop Hero. I mean, I was just going to say, like, honestly, uh, with... With that thing, I would probably say, please, if you're coming from this podcast, keep your thoughts and feelings constructive. Don't be a dick about it. But Come like, on. That, that should be said our, to everybody. Our... I, I don't think that our, like, I'm not saying that our community is a bunch of dicks. They're definitely not. They're a very lovely bunch. No. But, like, just if this is where you're hearing about Nero Deck and you get into it and then you play it and you aren't, like, necessarily satisfied with the experience don't be really mean Look, about it instead offer constructive anytime, criticism anytime I tell people to give feedback I never want them to just shit on anything I, yeah. like, uh, I always dance around the subject I hate trying to to talk about something as if I don't enjoy it it's why I struggle so much when I get to one of these moments and I have to be like NeuroDeck is good but could be better is like it's real tough no one should be a dick uh, with this kind of shit because like <laughs> why it's like if you don't like it and you just want to be like your game sucks, like just don't, just don't buy it. 
Yeah, checks out. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be one to talk because I talk shit all the time, but whatever. Just feel like I said I, I should probably just go out there and say that. But sure. the games I've been playing, of course, Lonely Mountains Downhill, and I've been playing some more Downwell. Um, Lonely Mountains Downhill is actually on Xbox Game Pass PC. I'm fairly certain it's on console as well. Super fun game. Of course, it's basically just like a game it's you you essentially start at the top of mountains and you just try to ride a mountain bike to the bottom but typically there are like different paths you can go down and different challenges based on like making it down the hill in a certain amount of time or making it with a like less than a certain amount of crashes it's super fun i really love it i i loved it back in like i believe like 2018 when i talked about it 2019 and I still love it today, getting back into it, trying out some of the different bikes, because each, like, you can get different bikes that have different stats, so you can make something, like, faster. It turns faster, but it has less shock absorption and stuff like that. Right. It's really fun to see how the different bikes actually match kind of, like, play styles. So I have been, like, I, I'm going back to, like, all of these older levels, because they have different tracks, different ways down the mountain, but... You can, of course, try to find shortcuts. And me, I'm just like, you know what? I've gotten, like, my personal best and everything. I've gotten to, like, the expert level stuff. But now I have to shave off even more time. And the only way to basically do that is to find shortcuts. So I'm trying to find them. But I'm trying to use, like... It's called the bore is the bike type that I'm using. It has very little shock absorption. So if I fall like more than a foot, I fucking die. And oh it's God. so funny because you'll seriously just be like you. I have to crawl up to ledges because if I don't touch something immediately, they're dead. So I'll just be like, normally you just zoom past something you just shoot off you get the shock absorption you're like yeah look good this one i just gotta creep up to ledges so i could slowly fall down like a fucking elderly person it's so funny dude but i'm really loving it i love the game way back when still love it now it's a lot of fun and it's like it's it's mindless and kind of peaceful i just literally sit there and i'm just like doing my fucking thing like you know it's it's a nice game to play if you're if you're currently working from home just riding down the mountain i I, you talked about this before and i i I wanted to try it then and i still want to try it maybe i'll have to pick it up because it does seem like you know it's it's not anything that i'm like oh man this is gonna be the greatest game in the world but it seems like it'd be a a fun like just chill and play kind of game it's like excessively fun for being what it is like it's it's a very simple concept but like i get really into it and like i i love finding the shortcuts like over this past week playing it i realized that like so the tracks exist on the same mountain so you can actually find another track like you can be going down one edge and you think something's a shortcut but it's actually just leads you to another track and it's kind of hilarious how many times I've tried to find a shortcut and been like, oh, shit, this must be the way to find a shortcut and go up it and can't go up something because that's actually part of the other track. <sighs> I'm just like, fuck. Like, and where then I just I? have to restart from my checkpoint. Uh. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I really like the game. I think it's a lot of fun. Plus, I like the whole like leaderboard section of it where you can go through and just constantly try to do better and better. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really mindless. And like I because of my job, like while playing it, while like at my downtime at work, I can't actually listen to it. But when you do get to listen to it, it as a lot of like really, really awesome ambient noise, there's no music. It's just 
you with like these wilderness sounds you're in the outdoors and you're riding down a mountain that's it it's very peaceful i very much enjoy it and then on the other side of this a game that's not peaceful is Downwell. uh fucking shooty booties for shooty booties baby it's it's so much fun but it's also just such a fucking hard game (laughs) like it's you have to keep up with it so much like i so i've been playing this game just like on and off for the past week and it totally throws me off that i can't put it in full screen by the way Mm. like you can try to adjust the screen but it still stays in its standard aspect ratio so you're just basically like zooming in yeah and so i can't actually make it my entire like 1920 by 1080p monitor instead it just stays as like like big ass black bars on the side yeah Yeah. on like on the sides that are like a solid foot between like literally if you're looking at the video right now this is how much you get the distance between my two thumbs (laughs) and it's so funny but it's also just like you don't need more than that because you're literally going down a well right so it's like I don't know why you'd be so worried about it, in a sense. Like, I I really love Downwell, though. Like, constantly having to pick the places where you're going to land and you're going to shoot and then getting different power-ups. Like, the laser is the coolest fucking power-up. Where you only get, like, you only actually get two charges with your laser, mm-hmm. but it fucking annihilates everything. It's awesome. That's cool. But then, of course, like... If you don't have it, when a bat comes after you, you're fucked. Like, it's so funny. So, I really love Downwell. Um, I love just, like, the really repetitive nature of it, where you could just hop in and hop out. You don't really have to put that much into it. It's a very quick turnaround. Like, you die, you respawn in less than 10 seconds. It's very, very fast. It's, like, one of the things that a lot of uh, Souls-like games I don't think do very well, because they have, like, these really, really long restart speeds. And I'm like, bruh. I'm going to die a lot. Like, I'm not good yeah. at video games. You need to speed this fucking shit up. I don't know what you're talking and about, man. You've been doing so good on them streams. Every time I'm I there. can't believe that I actually beat that boss last night. Oh, I was like, I, I had up. such a hard time with that boss when I first played Neo. Because I, if you don't know, I uh, Twitch stream on Saturdays and Sundays from 10, a, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, Souls-like games specifically. I'm playing Neo right now. And I'm like on the third boss of the game. It's like a vampire lady who I thought was a hot waifu and then I saw her eyes and she freaked me out. I was like, not into it. Uh, but yeah, I I beat it first try last night and uh, Big Josh Boy pops in right on it and he's just like, I need to stop showing up because seemingly like whenever I show up, you're good at games. Whenever, and yeah. it's not. It's just when, a fluke. Dude. Whenever I'm there, you're like, oh, I beat it. This wasn't so bad. I'm like, I want to see you get white. What is this? Dude, it happens so often, bro. It happens so <laughs> Never often when I'm there. where I just get fucking Shreked. Never by when different I'm there. thing like bats. Oh, speaking of Shrek, <laughs> I know this has nothing to do with any games, but I put on Left 4 Dead 2. I've been playing a lot of that recently, and I started playing with mods, and I put one where you make Shrek the tank instead. So it is <laughs> so good, man. I Do they constantly say, like, get out of my swamp? Yeah, it's like, don't <laughs> Like anytime you hear that, you're like, oh, it's a tank. Look at it's so great, man. I love it, dude. Uh, if, if I could say one thing, man, every indie game put mod support for your game because like people are so funny and they make such good stuff. <laughs> Like not- I love that Shrek is always a mod. There's always, always a mod for Shrek, like always. Shrek Dragons in fucking or Shrek Giants in the, the Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. games, where it's just like there's Shrek everywhere. Yeah. Dude. Shrek is love. Shrek is Shrek life, is life, bro. baby. <laughs> I love it. It's oh man, it's so good. 
Ah, that shit's great. That's awesome. But that's pretty much what I've been playing. Lonely Mountains Downhill and Downwell. Check them out. Uh, of course, Downhill made by Megagon Industries and Downwell made by Moppin, I believe. I'm not exactly sure. Both really, really great games. They're a lot of fun. And if you need just something mindless, because a lot of people are working from home right now, check them out. Also, I mean Loop Hero as well, because Josh uh, is really into Loop it. Hero is <laughs> great. You should try it. I do. I want to try it. It looks really good. It looks really good. He'll never but, try you know, it. Just fucking just playing Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, but let's go. Our first news story for today is over on IGN. This one's written by Adam Bankhurst, and it is Devotion Developer Red Candle Games teases a non-horror style 2D action title. I think it's interesting that I'm fairly certain that Red Candle Games has made one fucking game. And it just happened to be a horror game, and now everybody's so surprised. That's all they that know, man. Their next game's not going to be a horror game. It's just like they made like I swear they've only made one game. And like, like, everybody's just expecting it from them. It's not horror. But, what could they possibly do? I mean, to be fair, this also could have horror elements. We just don't know. That's true. It's like the smallest shred of a trailer. So little did you know, Devotion developer Red Candle Games is teasing its next project. It appears to be a non-horror stylish 2D action title. Red Candle Games shared a short video of its new project on Twitter. And it doesn't seem to be a... Okay, stop saying it doesn't seem to be a horror game. I honestly like... This is pissing me off. They said it like in the title and then they said it twice. They've said horror games like five times in like five sentences. No, they said Jesus, it appears quit. to be a non-horror. And then they said it doesn't seem to be a horror. <laughs> Different. So true. So true. I always ask for fluff and articles, you know, that's what I love. But Big Josh Boy, what do you think of this little work in progress? Obviously, it's like a really... I would actually say it's kind of like a creepy stylized world because Dude, the trees the actually trees look like fucking... Like they're spines yeah they look like spines it's creepy i don't like the way they're moving it looks so gross that was the first but, thing i i saw and i was like mm, i don't like that but it also should be said that the the world itself like this really stylized look to it it kind of reminds me of like a mix between like grease and something like uh i i would like to say similar to like uh a jotun or I'm trying or sundered. Mm, like it looks yeah. a lot like that. It has a very similar art style. I I think the art style to this game, because that's really all we can work off right now. That's how little there is in this. Right. Um, is I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. I'm I'll agree. Pleasantly surprised. Cause I'm not like I'm not a big horror person. So seeing devotion or the Red Candle games move from mm -hmm. what would be devotion, mm -hmm. like having seen bits of that looks very PT-esque, move to something like this, big leap. And I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, I I really enjoy this uh this snippet. It's only 12 seconds, so like we don't know anything. Yeah. All we know very is small. that it appears to be a non-horror and it also doesn't seem to be a horror game. <laughs> That's all we could really tell from this. I uh, fucking hate you. <laughs> so, uh, but but honestly, like the characters in it, uh, I like the the weird. You know, we, we kind of mentioned it. It's it's a very like cutesy, but it's also kind of grotesque based on that background thing. I think that this plays into possibly a very fast paced game from just the small snippet that we have because those people rushing at each other. Like, I'm, uh, like this looks like my type of game from what it's it's you know showcasing here so i'm you know it's it's one of those things where i hate talking too much about this because like 
what could we possibly get? Um, it's show me the game, but I am excited because I would love for the next time we talk about Red Candle Games to not talk about like, when's Devotion going to happen? And what about, um, you know? Well, actually, we'll be talking about that later in this episode. Don't I so know. don't you worry. I know. Again. But yeah, then yeah. eventually, yeah, because this game's not out yet. So we can't be like, wow, what a hit. And everyone just kind of like pushes that other thing in a corner and then forgets about it so we can stop talking about it. But, you know, I, I'm excited for it. I want to see what happens. Good luck to them, I guess. Hopefully they don't piss off any leaders in countries with this one. You know, that's probably their. I kind of hope they do. I hope I, they go full bowler. I, like, yeah. they just, I like, they, they just take it the opposite way. I guess and you they're could just say, like, fuck it. Every, Fucking... every one of these games should be a different leader that they should attack. And so, you know, not just, Xi Jinping. not just, they yeah, should just no, they should attack every this single one's about leader, Donald Trump, every single one. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, that's kind of old news. I think they should attack every single leader from a country slowly over time. We all have a common enemy, red candle games. Mm-hmm. Then we have world peace. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. I like, I like your thinking. Also, I like the, uh, the like, old kind of like what i assume is is chinese mythology influences in the art style mm-hmm. i think it's really cool like you talked about that like really i mean close clash at the end of it once again it's only 12 seconds right. so we're just like really milking this just like ign did with non-horror and it doesn't seem like a horror game but I love it. like i love that seemingly our main character pulls out like a talisman similar to like what would be in in like neo or in like tokyo ravens like Anmio magic yeah. it looks like that um and then the other character pulls out like a kunai mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. seems very very cool i'm i'm into it i like the really stylized look but of course uh, no fucking idea like we'll have to what, see this this could be completely different i don't know in a year so or whenever they show it next but i'm excited for it i think it looks cool but speaking of being excited for things our next news story continues to be on ign this one is written by tim or matt tm kim not tim that, well, I guess that's kind of like that's kind of it sums it up. It's like a lot of the name. Matt Trademark uh, Matt Kim. Tim Kim. <laughs> and it is Xbox Showcase announced focusing on indies. ID at Xbox, Microsoft's indie games wing, is teaming up with Twitch to host its first indie showcase on March 26th. Xbox is promising over 100 games at the event, Ooh. including new debut trailers and gameplay for titles like Stalker 2, Second Extinction, and more. The ID at Xbox Xbox Indie Showcase will premiere on Friday, March 26th at 9 a.m. PT or 12 p.m. ET and will be hosted exclusively on Twitch. Xbox is promising over 100 games total from indie developers worldwide, including from well-known developers like Devolver Digital, Drinkbox, Curve Digital, and more. Over 25 game reveals and gameplay trailers will be at the event, though Xbox only names a handful like Stalker 2, Second Extinction, The Ascent, The Wild at Heart, Void Train, and X01, though Xbox's promo image includes game Games like 12 minutes which super excited to see more about 12 minutes yeah. of course check out our developer interview for that. Yeah. uh this is an indie focused event so of course uh, they kind of go on to say like don't expect any like big new things from bethesda right. or any of of microsoft's other like large properties i wouldn't be surprised if maybe we saw something from uh from double fine yeah, about psychonauts that, 2 that would be a good time uh, but, to be like hey by the way it's almost here or who knows if it is yeah. but i assume it should be yeah, you'd hope so. I'd you love know, to It was play only that. supposed to come out like last year, so. 
just cross my fingers. But I'm excited for this. I I I think it's awesome. Sadly, I'll be at work, so I won't be able to like really enjoy it. But a mm. hundred games, I think that's fantastic. And we'll talk about it in just a second. I think Microsoft and Sony right now are realizing that there's almost no reason to buy their consoles like currently because I mean, yeah. you can play every game just on other stuff they still and they don't me. really have an exclusives to like really blow shit up so yeah of course they've got like the early adopters and, and people who want to play like the uh the best experience of old games i guess in a sense right. but i think they're just now realizing that the best way to bolster or Obviously, this has been coming down the pipeline for a while, especially with Sony having like uh, Shuhei Yoshida head up like the indie game initiative. But they've realized that like the best way to make their consoles worthwhile right now or to at least have a stable, uh, a stable library of games to play is to go for indie devs because there's millions of them and they need to get their fucking games out. Yeah. Like, so Big Josh Boy, are you excited for next Friday? I actually am. Uh, you know, some people who, who follow me on Twitter or just in general might know that I recently got an Xbox. So I'm pretty hyped for this. Um, granted, I had everything from Xbox Game Pass PC and whatnot, but now there's like a large slew of games that only come to the console that I get to also play now. Um, and I just am super excited for that 100 different games. I want to see like how much they really go into this uh because it seems like it'll probably just be like a one after another and like is this something where they're coming soon like it's over 25 game reveals gameplay trailers will be at the event yeah that was something that i i wasn't exactly understanding why the two different metrics exist where they're like xbox is promising over 100 games total from indie developers worldwide but then it's over 25 game reveals and gameplay trailers yeah so i so is it saying that just like there's only going to be like obviously there's going to be over 25 but let's say like 30 gameplay reveals and gameplay trailers and then the rest of it is just going to be stuff we already know maybe yeah like like maybe maybe like updates or something like that yeah it'll probably be something like here's like throughout it'll be like and xbox also has some great indie games you can play now and it'll be like a a showcase of like just random indie games that already exist but for the people who just might not which is still cool yeah of course but for the people who might not have seen it right um but i'm still excited because i i think you know I, i definitely want to hear more about 12 minutes um the other ones are are interesting but not as much but i just want to see uh some of these other ones from you know devolver digital curve digital like what exactly is coming is this anything new is it anything that's just you know things that are out there but like i'm super excited because i just i think that xbox is is doing crazy things especially since they'll probably do a good amount of these coming to game pass and i think they're just like drowning us in games which is uh, great and also terrible, but I'm excited. I I love seeing more indie games showcased, and uh, it's it's a good time. I'm very excited for the possibility that I just brought on myself. You know, the possibility of being let down by there not being Psychonauts two stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but I did it to myself. So, so. yeah, I okay. <laughs> I would love to see it, and I think it makes sense in the context of a big indie game showcase. I don't think it'll happen though. There's no, yeah, there's no way there's no, that would be that like one more surprise thing that I'd be like, wow, smart on them. But like, I don't think they're ready. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. I'd love to I don't exactly it. know. 
Because, like, the the last thing we heard is that because of the Microsoft acquisition, they were able to implement a lot of stuff into the game that they previously were having to cut. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, yeah, that means they're going to be, like, a lot more dev time plus having to deal with COVID. Right. But the once again the game was supposed to come out last year so you'd assume they were like relatively close uh, yeah to, uh, i don't i don't like know. release but i don't know how much they're including into it i don't know and also yeah. they you know as much as i think it's a perfect fit because double fine was so much so an indie studio beforehand xbox might look at it and be like well it's kind of like there's yeah there's they, the, they might not consider it indie yeah now. there's the one hand that like yes it was but there's the other hand that like it's not anymore and yeah. it's kind of a slap in the face for all these indie people who when Xbox is like we're showcasing you and then they're like but also what about us right it's like it's <laughs> kind of like hmm, I don't know about that Xbox I mean wouldn't it be cool if we saw I mean obviously we've only seen like screenshots but wouldn't it be cool if we saw something from like Play Dead because they have such like a history with like the like Xbox platforms and like Microsoft specifically wouldn't it be cool if we saw at the very least like just a reveal of what they're working on cuz right now we've only seen the like couple screenshots yeah. that they put out yeah and i think that was like a year ago that they had actually like really shown them right so I still I still don't I still don't think that's enough time. I don't think anything would be Really? Not even to just make maybe, like a concept yeah, trailer? Maybe for a concept trailer. I don't know. I don't think it'll be like really far in development. Mm. We won't get like a release date, right. but I almost right, think that like it would be a big get. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if yeah. they just put out a teaser that's just like this is the shit that we're going for. Right yeah. Now. I think that okay. would be really cool. Yeah. I think that But might I mean happen. granted, like I if I were Microsoft, I would not release anything saying that like Play Dead was going to be there because I think that would be like a big deal, especially because like Inside was such a big hit yeah. among people. Yeah, they probably would have think like, that if so. Yeah, I, I, I was just saying, I think it would be really cool if they didn't say anything about mm, it and instead just had it as their it. like one mm, more thing. Maybe, yeah. Because I think okay. it could be like a big hit because Devolver Digital is always got something. Like, they just put out Loop Hero. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, well, they just published Loop Hero. So, yeah. like, they, they've they always got something. So, I don't think it's, like, the biggest of gets. Because it's, like, they're always there. Anytime people are talking about indies, there's a game that's published by Devolver. Yeah. But, like, if you bring up something that's an indie... Or you bring in an indie studio that has history with Microsoft and, like, has a really, like, in-depth kind of... It's it is ingrained in the culture of their console with Limbo and Inside, then I think revealing whatever Play Dead's doing next would be pretty big at Microsoft. I don't think it would be as big if they revealed it as like at like a Sony conference. Yeah. What honestly. about that gunk game? I feel like that Oh, that's might true. Get yeah, from Image Inform. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, I could see be... that. Like them doing like a gameplay trailer. Yeah, apparently. Because they only had like the like the reveal trailer right apparently ago. it's supposed to come out september 2021 based on google so maybe they do something to to push that again since that's getting closer that'd be cool especially because i think it's like it's the console release is exclusive to xbox I, one x i want to say like it that? is because they made a big stink about it being like it's only the it's the strongest console so we're going with this one because we needed to push it to its limits or something i don't fucking yeah i remember thinking that was hilarious yeah because like, i was just like there's no way that this couldn't have been done on playstation yeah but, but whatever. whatever i mean whatever no, i 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's actually really, really possible that we see something from the gun. Yeah. Especially because they're seemingly exclusive to that platform. Right. Uh, the next news story we have, once again, still over on IGN. This one written by Joe Scrabbles is basically just a wrap up. Uh, so this one is PlayStation Indie Games, all the reveals and announcements today. So there was uh, Sony announced or is providing updates on seven PlayStation indie game titles and we'll be rounding up all the news right here. Basically, they just revealed some stuff about Operation Tango, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, uh, Noir, Play With Your Food, or Noor, Play With Your Food. Don't know exactly how to say that. Uh, Where the Heart Leads, Puzzling Places, Heavenly Bodies, and Disco Elysium, The Final Cut, which we'll talk about later in Newscram. So, Big Josh Boy, having checked out some of these trailers, what did you think? Like, I I didn't get to necessarily see oh, you didn't? whatever oh, man. this, like, tiny showcase or whatever actually was like actually yeah, yeah, checking yeah, yeah, it yeah. out um or them doing this in real time i didn't get to see that so now I, just going through yeah i i don't think i would have been impressed i never really watched the playstation directs or whatever they call them i've just never really cared too much be, because of whatever I, mean, I i guess you could call it fanboy but i've just never really been too much of a playstation fan um yeah. but I went through later and watched all these videos and some of these are really cool. Actually, the one uh, called, I, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think no, knower, knower play with your food is it looks really interesting. so cool, dude. This is, this is a Josh ass game. The fact that it's just like trippy ass music, food flying everywhere. Like I think it's so cool that it also works with a controller that you could like sing to it and it'll like react or like blow into it. Like, yeah, so dope. Um, Project Tango or Operation Tango looks cool. I actually want to try to uh, get that because all of these, at least I think most of these are not exclusive to PlayStation. It's just one of those things where since it's PlayStation's direct, it's like they try to make it look exclusive, but most of them aren't. Yeah, I mean, guaranteed like Chicory, Disco Elysium aren't, and right. I would assume none of them really are. The only one I actually think might have some sort of tie would be the newer game because they show them using it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. I think that's just a PlayStation like get is that you have that cool yeah. uh, effect. I believe when I looked it up earlier, it wasn't, and there would be a PC version as well. Let's see, it looks like Microsoft Windows. Yeah, Microsoft Windows. So I don't think it's for Xbox, but I think you can get it on PC. Um, okay. But I might be wrong. Uh, let me do a quick vamp for me. Yeah, it says PC. I mean, they totally do the just as annoying thing as fucking Nintendo Life does, where it's like just because this is in a yeah. PlayStation showcase. I mean, they, but that's the whole ninety percent of them. They only talk about it on PlayStation, with the exception of Operation Tango, right. where they're just like, "Yeah, it was previously announced for PS4, Xbox yeah. One, and Steam." But like, I think I think that's kind of like, why would you do that for every single one of them? It's a little bit of just it's annoying for the person to write. And you know, if it's really yeah. that interesting, you could do your own research and be like, is this only PlayStation? But it's, it's an obvious marketing ploy because the same way that Xbox tried to make Yakuza seven, the, the, like a dragon seem like it was, you know, only for, for X or no, I think it was exclusive to Xbox. Maybe I'm thinking of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like one of them, they, they very, yeah, it was Valhalla. Cause they kept pushing it. For for excuse me, I'm I'm going off on a rant, but they kept pushing it in no, like good. Xbox Directs or whatever they call them, and trying to make it seem like it's only exclusive to that platform, because that way people see that and they recognize it and they're like, oh, I have to get it on Xbox. Like, yeah, you're trying to associate the two in your head. Right. It's like like Pavlov's dog or whatever, where it's just like 
you try you consistently every time you show assassin's creed valhalla you also show like a microsoft, microsoft logo, logo yeah. so you're just like buy it every you think about assassin's creed valhalla you like have to buy it on xbox because yeah. it can't exist on any other platforms yeah yeah i get it yeah but it's it's definitely a marketing ploy i think it's kind of interesting granted i while looking through some of the trailers i'm like what is this fucking game? Like, I don't oh. think a lot of these trailers are really good at actually yeah. showing what the games are. So, like, Operation Tango shows a lot, and it seems really cool, but I don't know what that game is. Right. They're just like, it's an uh, an asymmetric co-op puzzle game. Operation Tango is launching. Like, it's, okay, thank you for telling me that, but I still don't understand what the game is. Same thing with the, like, newer thing. Seems very cool. But I don't but know how also, it works. Yeah. What the fuck? is it yeah like they're just like match up notes and i'm like well, dude i had to have a keyboard like what oh, what do you mean notes? match up the notes i don't understand how this works yeah like and of course there's where the heart leads that seems to be like uh like an adventure game mm -hmm. that one seems pretty easy puzzling places seems pretty easy uh heavenly bodies seems fairly easy as well but there are just like several of these games i guess specifically just the two yeah i'm like well i want to fuck is it in our next article i want to talk about that because there is a game trailer in the next article that is so much oh. worse than these that is a hundred percent true Okay, well, since you already brought it up, let's head over to Twinfinite for our last article. This one is written by Giuseppe Nelva, which is a very cool name that I probably did not say correctly. Uh, today's Media Indie Exchange hosted a beefy game dev direct live stream showcasing tons of upcoming indies. Of course, this was the 13th. This was like, I'm fairly certain this happened on last sunday mm -hmm. so it's just kind of weird because like last sunday ago. last saturday i didn't get to include it in last week's episode yeah. so it's a little odd but yeah this one i uh, we have like a bunch of stuff so we get to see aerial knights never yield by neil jones a wave break by funktronic labs which once again we have a developer interview for that sure one so check it out uh first flash trouble by invisible walls chasing static by headwear games <laughs> that's a um... deepest chapter by those awesome guys uh murder mystery machine by blazing griffin and Chesso Club by did I say something incorrectly? No, just like started laughing. No, you it. didn't. They have first flash trouble, which should be first class trouble. It's a, a typo oh. on their part, and I think it's funny okay. because that's the game I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't even look at this trailer. What? Okay, so tell me why you don't like this one. First class trouble is a very interesting, and I I love the style to it because it has very much that um those old school like the the bioshock you know when you'd get a plasmid they'd have like that little cartoony like old school time vibe to it and they'd be like uh you know ignite all your problems away and it'd be like by the snap of a finger and it would be like a little guy who's like and then everyone would go go catch on fire and you'd be like haha it's cutesy and fun whatever so that's like this entire trailer for first class trouble does not show anything about the game, does not talk about what the game is. <laughs> I was like, what am I looking at? And I, it's a two and a half minute video. And I was like, I have no idea why I sat through that. I then went to like a video of like, what is this to watch? And it's just like very much a, uh, like a deception game, kind of like a, an Among Us type game. And I was like, well, that's cool. But like, would not get that from your trailer. Like you should not showcase this as the, the main thing without any like trailers are so tough to get right and i feel like these are really cool and it's a, a nice catchy way to do it but like show gameplay halfway through show something 
that I know what I'm looking yeah. at. It's often enough the problem I have with Kickstarters where I'm just like, I don't understand. What the fuck? Looking up this game? What? Why would you have that trailer? That's what I'm saying. It looks nothing alike. <laughs> oh my God. That's like... See, oh my god, speaking of a de fucking deception game, their trailer is a deception game. Mm -hmm. They're fucking making you think this is going to be like a Pip-Boy-esque like vault tech game and you're just like, you go to it and you're running around like people in fucking phasmophobia looking derpy as shit. Yeah. What the hell is happening? Yeah, super <laughs> weird. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that fucking threw me, dude. I expected to at least have a, the same art style. No. Very weird. Not even close. Oh my gosh. But of course, there's the stuff like Wave Break, which is really cool. I mean, guarantee you, even if I would have known this was happening at the time it was, fucking five hours of a live stream? Holy shit, no. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, if I wasn't at work last Saturday, there's no way I would watch this one. Yeah, I wonder how much of that was like, like, what was the filler for that? Since these are just the short trailers, like, how much did they showcase? I wonder. They they showed a lot of like gameplay from different games, and they had like developer interviews and stuff yeah. like that as like interstitials and stuff like that. That's cool. So I, I think it's really cool when they do have gameplay because once again, that's like a really integral part of selling a video game is showing what the actual game is yeah but yeah there's just it's so fucking long it's outrageous <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it's but, cool if you're just going through it and there's all this oh jenny's there i don't even know jenny was gonna be talking through some of these i mean naturally you bring up indies and you need to show a face this guy I, jenny window i guess yeah. that's true anyway um <laughs> sorry i'm just like quickly scrolling through but yeah, i think scrolling I through think it, it yeah. i think it makes sense though because it if they're doing like all of those those things you know developer interviews having people play it it makes sense uh i've never really heard of game dev direct though um maybe i'm just dumb. me neither i don't know i feel like I yeah not... over two years of doing this i have i don't think i've ever seen this yeah. i literally only knew about it because like after the show on sunday or something i went and like i went on steam to see I think like I added Loop Hero to my wish list or something, and it just happened to like I saw it yeah. as one of the cards on Steam in the store, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I know. cool." Man, how does Jenny? Like, that's pretty interesting. How does Jenny get on all these things? When when do we get uh, IndiePod to to host a some direct? Huh? I I would imagine when I don't I think... eventually stop talking about my dick and balls. On oh, show. it's like, your fault. Eventually, when that happens. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll ever do it, but. But I'd love to. Man. It would that be would interesting. Be such it a, would be cool. Oh, man, I like almost choked. Um, that would be such a cool moment. One thing that I totally have a like, I totally have beef with a lot of showcase. Like one problem that I would say that I would say is that they need to have more than just a like a like a pre and post role of what the game's name is they just have a fucking lower third that constantly has the game's mm. name throughout the entirety of gameplay because if somebody pops in and they're like this is a cool game i wonder what it is i mean i i guarantee you they do that so there's like oh i gotta keep watching to see what it is but like i i imagine it actually has the adverse effect uh where people are just like 
I mean, fuck it. I guess I'll find out later. And then they yeah. just forget about it. Like, because there are games that I've seen in here before. And I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Like, I already know what that is because we've covered it on IndiePod. But others, I'm just like, yeah. I would like to add that game to my wish list. But I have no idea what his fucking name I'd is. I'd love for, because I'm, there's got to be a way to do it. But I'd love for, um, like, for those that are doing Twitch streams or or even for for youtube live there's like you know there's interactable buttons that come up like i'd love for it to be like mm-hmm. the video comes up and then anytime you have one right down instead of like even like get rid of the lower third just change that lower third to literally be like a wishlist button or a twitter page button that would just like yeah. in while you're watching the video you could click it if you want like that would be that'd be very so cool. useful cuz there's so many times where i watch these as like a a, a you know I don't uh, think everyone watches it the same way, but like I watch it because a lot of these times I'm like, oh, I need to talk to this person because either I want to try to get us a code or I want to try to get us someone who's going to be, you know, the the interview uh, developer interviews. So like I'm doing it in that kind of way and I would love to just have a quick, easy button for that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of lazy, but like I'd love for it to just be quicker and i'm sure they would help other people who just want to be like oh, i wonder what that is or just to have it where it's a quick steamless uh, steamless wish list steam wish list button so that people yeah. are easily uh just clicking that on well that's one of the like principles of web design is making things easy like the usability of your site yeah, because most people refuse to take an extra step and it's like if you really want somebody to check out your stuff you have to do the legwork it is so true it, man. it might be annoying but you have to do it if so that you, they will actually check it, it out. is the number one rule in any type of like consumerism uh piece like if you there are so many things that I have given up on just because I'm like, you mean I have to do this myself? <laughs> Fuck that. I have to take 10 extra minutes to do this? What? And it like, it would no. be something that would be so beneficial to me, beneficial to the other person. Like it's a win-win situation, but you asked me to do one extra step and I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. And I'm out. Like, and it's. Yeah, we've even talked about it, how you used to like refuse to switch out your mic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have two different setups two, just because you don't setups, want to switch out your mic. Two setups because I'm fucking lazy. And you know what? <laughs> That's just the way it's got to be. I mean, it's just how humans are. So we got to get like used to it. And I think like we're slowly coming up on it with live streams. But no, that would be really cool to have like just a button. Mm-hmm. But we've sucked these news stories dry. So it's time for us to hop into news cram, big Josh boy. And am... in case you didn't understand what I just said, because <laughs> I said it in a list like Sylvester the Cat, we're hopping into news cram. So let's do that. Of course, news clam. News clam. Fucking. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we're the hosts of IndiePod and Indie Games Podcast. Cram you full of false roots, Indie Games News. This week in News Cram, we do have three quick news stories. No new deals or quick steals, but we do have a whole bunch of new stuff. So, 
Our first quick news story for today comes by way of IGN, where it's reported that massively popular survival craft game Valheim by Iron Gate AB has surpassed 6 million units sold. They're also teasing their, like, most recent update, but... It was like an image, so I didn't include that. Uh, That RPG Disco Elysium, the final cut, has been refused classification in Australia. This is due to its depiction of sex, drug use, and violence, among other things. So currently, as it stands, you actually cannot buy, or when it comes out, if they do not make any changes to the game to get it actually certified in Australia, uh, Uh fucking the Wombat Emperor Australia will not allow you to purchase it. I wonder if Phil even likes that game, though. I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe Phil just has, like, beef with Mm -hmm. Z-A-U-M or whatever. He's, like, ain't gonna let those commies into my country. Mm -hmm. And, like, he just, he fucking vetoed Disco Elysium the final cut. Too much sex, too much drugs for me. (laughs) Don't like it. And lastly, over on Twinfinite, where it supported that Roguevania Dead Cells by Motion Twin has sold over 5 million copies. This is a good time to use the word million. Not, like, half a million try to throw everybody off this is five million okay also it sold over five million copies and that their bad seed dlc is headed to mobile on march 30th man now on can we can we take a quick quick break on that um isn't that fucking nuts that dead cells has just hit five million copies but valheim in like a month has just hit six mil yeah that is pretty mind-blowing yeah and they're in early access that is <laughs> they're like it's it's basically like this unstable janky ass version of the game but it's sold more than some of the most popular indie games that is mind-blowing how much in such a short time they have made yeah good god it's it's insane and i mean i i don't know how long the valheim train is going to keep going because of course like among us has pretty much been wiped from the face of the earth that was like months ago like games have moved on to valheim but uh i'm crossing my fingers that it's going to keep that train going until like 1.0 or something like that like let's fucking do it but i do hate the fact that every other article on every website is just something about valheim and it's like the same shit. It's just different top 10 lists on how to be good at Valheim. And I'm like, I don't know if I can play the game. <laughs> I hate, dude. <laughs> so another tangent, like I really hate those articles because they're never good. Anytime yeah. I look at those, I'm like, when I was thinking about, oh, Loop Hero, I wanted to like, let's look at some tips and tricks. And they're like, place the cards down. And you're like, bitch, who doesn't know this? Who needs this it's a tutorial? You're like, you literally just took the text from the tutorial and fucking put it in your article, bro. Like, what are you doing? I don't, I don't, <laughs> just, I don't know. Sometimes you look at that and you're like, do we need this? Do we, who's, who reviewed this? Who thought this was okay? <laughs> yeah, there are a few times with the tips and tricks things. You're just like, what? Like, you don't know it's what, like, did you know you could put on a cape? And you're just like, yeah. You don't know what tips and tricks is. <laughs> It's just, just basic. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, there are also the tips and tricks that's like I saw one that was like, did you know you can actually plant fucking dynamite in Red Dead Redemption 2? And I was like, I didn't like that took me so long to figure out how to open safes in Red Dead because you actually have to walk up and plant the dynamite on the safe. Fucking blew my mind. Hmm. Blew it. Also blew the straight safe sky up. high. Yeah. Yeah. Blew the safe as well. Fucking thanks, Twinfinite. I believe it was on your guide. So thank you. 
Uh, now on to some new stuff. Our first 12 items in new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that Action RPG Maneater by Tripwire Interactive is headed to the Nintendo Switch on Mar or May 25th. That open-world action game Rustler by Jutsu Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch sometime later this year. Rustler is basically like medieval GTA like early gta like chinatown wars and like the original few games so it's like isometric it's oh, very interesting but legit. it looks weird yeah i was, you should check it out like if if you like like the early gta games i'm not talking about like gta like 3 GTA or 1. vice city like ballad of gay tony or yeah, any of that like, like old i'm talking version. about yeah early gta chinatown wars shit yeah. like this Rustler looks like that, but it's in medieval I've, times and it's I love weird. the cops. The cop cars are just horses that are blinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's weird. Uh, that 3D action platformer Blue Fire by Roby Studios is getting a physical release on June 25th. That's seemingly across all platforms, not just on the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. That adventure game G uh, Genesis Noir by Feral Kate Den is headed to the Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam on March 26th. That action-packed puzzle game Ape Out is getting a physical release on the Nintendo Switch through Super or Special Reserve games with pre-orders live at the time of this recording that action row i scrolled and totally lost my place okay action roguelike game danger scavenger by buter wolk and star drifters is headed to the nintendo switch on march 25th that first person psychological horror game evil inside by yandu soft SL is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam on March 25th. That action roguelike game God Strike by Overpowered Team is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam on April 15th. That psychological horror game Short Story, or so, sorry, it's psychological horror short story Chasing Static by Headwear Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam uh, sometime in Q3, which is like, I believe, late summer. Mm -hmm. uh, that narrative puzzle game Fire Tonight by Reptoid Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam sometime in Q2 2021 that open world survival craft game Nira by Baseline Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch sometime this spring and lastly that skateboating game Wave Break by Funktronic Labs is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam sometime late spring now over to Twinfinite where it's reported that adventure game read only memories Nero Drive by Midboss LLC is headed it has unfortunately been delayed to 2022 but I believe it also in their update said that it's coming to PlayStation 5 so that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, now over to IGN where it's reported that the new airship map in Innersloss popular deception game Among Us will be releasing on March 31st, 2021. That indie darling Undertale by Toby Fox is now available on Xbox Game Pass. And that delisted horror game Devotion by Red Candle Games is now available digitally through their very own eShop, which I believe is linked through their Twitter. So you can get... Uh, devotion and you can get their later games uh, and if they've done other games they said basically all their future and like past titles will be released DRM free through their eShop nope. so they won't have any problems which I think is hilarious that wasn't it they were going to come to I'm trying to remember what is it oh GOG they were going to come to GOG and they were going to have a DRM free version mm -hmm. but then that got cancelled at the last minute and everybody's just like this like, sketch what happened though <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So there you go. You can still get your DRM free. You just pay the developer directly, which is really, really cool. Now over to The Gamer, where it supported that co-op adventure game, Brothers A Tale of Two Sons by Starbreeze Studios AB, is getting a physical release on the Nintendo Switch on March 25th. That puzzle game, Dungeons and Pu- or Dungeon and Puzzles by Necolist is headed to the Nintendo Switch on April 1st. And that narrative adventure game, Where the Heart Leads by our mature studio is headed to the PlayStation 4 on July 13th. And to round out the group, this is going to end soon. Uh, over on GameSpot, it is reported that Animal Crossing-style game Cozy Grove by Spry Fox LLC is headed to Steam, Apple Arcade, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and the Nintendo Switch on April 8th. And that narrative card game Signs of the Sojourner by Echo Dog Games is not only available on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One, but also just received a new update with that adds five new characters to the game. I So I included that. Because I thought week? I had talked about it last week um, in God Bless the Crowd or in Newscram yeah. because I remember bringing yeah. it up to you. because you asked me would but, I go back to it and I said no. Yeah, <laughs> I remember bringing it up to you, but GameSpot wrote this article like days after everyone else did mm. so it totally threw me off so i was like on the off chance that i forgot Didn't. no to we did actually yeah, include this did. or something yeah I, I figured i include it anyway but yeah. whatever it's it all doesn't good. really matter. signs of sword Junior was uh, great if you haven't checked it out get it there you go and it's time for us to get back to the creators in our next segment god bless the crowd this is where the biggest average josh boys Voice, dude, voice. what is happening? Inside the voice. God, I hate myself. Uh, the biggest of average Josh boys hops into all sorts of crowdfunding sites, find something awesome for us to talk about, and we do just so. This week, we're headed over to Kickstarter to check out a game called Scrabdackle, a wizard's first adventure. Explore a curious world worth getting lost in, armed with wizardry skills and unwizardly empathy. Uh, so the developers are looking for $19,161 as their goal. They currently have 15346 at the time of this recording with 181 backers and 24 days left to go. This is by Jake Friend, I believe, is what uh, they're the person who's like running the campaign on kickstarter i don't know if that's actually the developer but whatever we're just gonna go with it so big josh boy of course to get in on the ground floor they still have their early bird available at the time of this recording they still have like 20 left so i don't mm. know if going later but yeah check it out if they do uh that is for 15 dollars. but if you're too late you can get it for 16 normally which i say not a great early bird incentive. Yeah, it's only it's incentive. only like a dollar. Say it's like a dollar in U.S. and yeah. like two dollars Canada that you save from yeah. early birds. So I'm like, like, bruh. Normally it's like five dollars. Like it's it's I a mean, little weird. But it's, granted, it's early money bird. is yeah. Exchange rates are different in Canada and everything. So I'm not there. There ain't no judgment over here. So sounds like judgment. Big Josh boy, what do you think of Scrab Knuckle? This game look good. Oh, it's okay. ah man i looked at this game and i was like this looks weird it's giving me hardcore whoopo vibes I'm that's why yes yeah. the art style to it alone i was like i want this this is one of those <laughs> this is one of those games where i'm like hmm i might back this because i'm just i don't know it looks it looks really cutesy i like the way they're doing the world and the environment i like the story of you just being this like 
noob wizard who gets thrown out and you're like, all right, I guess I'll just walk around and do stuff and try to save the world. I like the the enemies you're fighting. The combat seems simple, but fun. Like, I like that it's it's very much a uh, almost like bullet hell. Like, it reminds me of a very enter the gungeon, but you using, yeah. uh, you know, your magic wand. I like that the actual attack granted it does look more tame than uh Enter the oh yeah of course of like course. it seems much easier which <laughs> that's fine all right we don't need to yeah. get into the the complexities of how hard enter the gungeon is um but I, I i really enjoy like the the fact that the resource that you're using for your attack is kind of like a charge system so it's not just like spam your attack it's like you have to be thoughtful about when you're using it to some degree um i think that the the characters in the world are pretty cool like i really like the weird ass like what is he he's like a i don't, I don't even know like a squirrel or something this uh are you talking about that weird like ghostly squirrel cat thing yeah. that it looks like totoro from my neighbor totoro yeah, dude. like it's yeah it looks weird <laughs> i like the fact that uh conversation you walk up to people and they like will just talk to you or you could just walk away like you're not stuck in like hitting buttons <laughs> like I, I know it's a very small thing but i think it's very good because like I hate games where you're just stuck clicking that button. And you're like, would you just stop talking to me? Um, yeah, that is something that they've pointed out in this Kickstarter is that like you are in control. They try not to take it away from you. Yeah. And that also extends to dialogue where it's just like, doesn't mean you have to listen. You right. can just walk away. Which I think really is, which I think is great. Like I love that as a concept of them, like not even just for that part, but them thinking about ways to make it more, I don't want to say accessible, but just like improved to just focus on like what makes the game fun, right? What yeah. to make it more of like how you want to play is kind of you can make those choices. Um, I don't care for this very much like scanning portion of it where you're like, do you want to fill the lore book out? Keep your mouse on them for an extended period of time. That part I'm like. Stop doing this in games. I hate games that do this scanning thing. I just picked up uh, or tried for a little bit a journey to the Savage Planet, and I was like, I was having fun with it. I didn't talk about it because I don't really care too much because I like I played it and I was like, this is a good game, but like, it's just a lot of scanning things, and I just I don't like doing it. I'm like, ah, it's just a waste of my time. So that part I'm not as. I mean, I actually like that shit. Like, I, I specifically add the scanner to my equipment in No Man's Sky so I can like scan yeah, shit. I know it's. <laughs> Good, it's good jelly, not my jam, right? Like, yeah, a lot of people like that kind of thing. I don't. I just, it's just extra steps for not what I care about. I'm like, could you just tell me yeah. what this is? And if I need to know, like, I don't want to look at everything and fucking, ooh, what's that plant over there? Like, <laughs> I don't care. Um, uh, that, that being said, like, I think, you know, maybe it'll be fun because you're also like dodging and, and whatnot. And it's like a different type of scanning. I don't know. I don't think. I... Yeah, it's not a passive. Yeah. Like it's not a passive scan. You actually do it while in combat. Right. So like you use the scry spell and you have to hold it on them. So it's right. like you actually have something to worry about, I would say. Yeah. When and doing I, I it think... versus in like No Man's Sky. It's just like, yeah, I could get my ass trampled. But 90% of the time it's just like, what does that plant do? And I just stand. Yeah. And, and I agree. Like, it's like, I think it also is very um, dependent on how tough it is to change to that spell. Because I think like for me, it's always that changing to your scanning mode. Like if it's not very, not intuitive, but if it's not just like quick to do it and like to just get to that point, if I have to like stop what I'm doing and be like, where is that spell? Like 
that part is why I hate those scan modes is just because I'm like, there's too many steps. I don't care. Just tell me what it is or don't like stop. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the art style to it reminds me a lot of Wuppo. Um, I think that the characters in it and the way they, you know, showcased in the trailer has like a kind of goofy nature to it that I'm definitely down for. Um, it just, it looks like something I would enjoy and I am pretty hyped to see it come out. It looks really cool. Honestly, the the only thing that I have like anything I would say at all negative to, to say about it is I just want to know how the spell system really works. Yeah. Because they like they talk about it that you spells are the abilities you collect in the world. This versatile skill uh, skill set will be valuable both in battle and in uncovering and accessing new areas and like stuff. It's like I just want to know like I, I guess I want to know about these spells in the way that they translate to combat like if yeah, i get different yeah. spells does it change how combat works or is it basically just like i have a standard like uh what is it the uh strata blast is that the pew and pew the if you will which brand yeah you've got like the the slashy slash and the pew pew um but i want to know about other spells and how they work in combat but so far it seems the only things they've showcased are the strata blast and what would be the scry spell which is what we already talked about yeah i mean so they like, have a, i want to know they have a list. the other spells. yeah they have a list of some things like they they have like this rising rock which is summoning summoning yeah. pillars and and creating like animate a, element yeah they, they have like a bunch of different ones but it's it's one thing to read it and it's another thing to actually yeah. see how it works because yeah. it's just like uh this ice wind gale this uh cool spell causes a freezing breeze to erupt from your wand blowing enemies backward and freezing the freezing water basically creating like icy pathways i think that's really cool but i would like to see how that actually translates into the yeah. game yeah because it could look like it could look stupid i guess <laughs> is my deal yeah. like i don't know I, I i don't know i've been really into like the idea of magic systems recently um mostly just because of my fucking east kai obsession so like i really like the idea of this game um and especially for like 15 bucks if i want to get on the early bird mm -hmm. i i think it looks really worth it it's like super odd and very quirky i would say that's the easiest way to describe this game yeah or at least the world that it exists in is is quirky but yeah yeah uh seemingly the big josh boy likes it so yeah if hey. this was if we didn't have so many interviews queued up that this goes past the um mm -hmm. the date that this ends i would definitely try to immediately get them on to be like let's showcase your game um but good luck to them it looks like, i mean it's only been a couple of days like it's they still have 24 days to go and they've made uh some serious progress on that goal so i am in the oh, assumption yeah. that they'll make it uh but if it sounds interesting check it out because it looks pretty cool yeah i think this one definitely gets funded I mean, at the very least, check it out just to see the weird art style. Like, it's it's very cute. Um, I'm not saying that it's, like, anything, like, mesmerizing. It's not yeah, going to blow you no, away. It looks like childish doodles, but it's very cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's I don't know. It's I, an interesting way to design your game. I really enjoy it, even though when I look at it, the way that I would describe it is very much a, oh, yeah, it's just, like, if a kid was kind of, like, drawing uh, a world like an environment and you'd be like ah oh, this is kind of nice you could probably do better but like it's but yeah. like you know negative uh connotation to that aside 
I really enjoy it. I love just the derpiness of the one enemy that is literally just like a big raisin. Like he looks ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm like, nah, so cool. Good, good, good character. Good stuff. Yeah. Granted my, like I, my one issue with like combat and everything, I can actually kind of test that out because they do have a demo available right. over on itch.io. So if you're interested in this game, head over on Kickstarter. Once again, it is called Scrabdackle. That's all one word. It's S-C-R-A-B-D-A-C-K-L-E. That is correct. That's it's like a long word, Scrabdackle. Um, make sure to follow us at IndiePod because I do tweet out about what games we covered in God Bless the Crowd. This game looks really interesting, so if you're into it, you can get in on the ground floor at the very least 16 bucks. I guess the very least is 15 but those are probably be taken so let's just say it's 16 for right now they yeah. do have a discord channel and make sure to follow their twitter uh which is at uh, jake friend underscore dev for updates on the game looks really really interesting i made you follow i made sure to follow an indie pod because it looks cool but <laughs> it's time for us to hop into our last segment of the podcast this is when all of the amazing peeps in the community write in their questions and we answer them this is aptly named audience questions. So the, the first question such, comes from such an explanation <laughs> that I feel like you did not need to do at all. Yeah, never needed to do it. That yeah, was no, don't that was it. the exact representation of it's not a horror game and it, <laughs> it is a non-horror game. <laughs> so go beyond my my Here Academia podcast. So Chris wrote in and said who between the two of you is the most plus ultra? So Josh asked me before the podcast what exactly that means. Because no I've actually had to explain this to him before because Chris has written in a very similarly worded question. Going plus ultra is just surpassing your limits. That's it. It's just like, it, I would say it's a try hard. It's somebody who's always like trying to push further than they feasibly can go. That is what being plus ultra is. Typically, it's used in a really it's in a nicer context than I am yeah. currently explaining. But uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so passing like, goals and and being better than what you are at some point yeah. in time. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it has to be you because I never try to be better than I am. <laughs> I just try to be who I am. Let's be real. Like, it's not uh, it's not a deal for me to go plus ultra, plus I would say. Plus ultra, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty lazy, but, like, I guess. Yeah, comparatively, though. It's <laughs> comparatively. just like a lazy person compared to me is like, man, they're doing a lot. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, not to not to toot my own horn, but I do I do hear that from my job. Like specifically, they're always like, "Oh, you finish stuff really quick," and I'm like, oh, "I'm just working." Like I don't know. What they're like, "Sorry, I'm not playing down well." Well, I'm supposed to be working. Well, not, yeah, yeah, that's like true. Some fucking people. That's probably <laughs> see. That's probably why. That's probably why. Maybe if you stop playing you games go. while you were at work, you know, things would get done. Maybe I mean it does get done. Maybe Granted, they'd get it gets done, done like better. <laughs> ah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so. My friend, Chase Hopkins, fan of the show, writes in and says he's got two questions for us. So his first one is, who is your favorite fictional character? Mine is Mitch Rapp. I've read or listened to the books with him in them 19 in total at least twice, and I'm working on a third time. I have to stop all the time and just think to myself, he's so fucking cool. So I believe um, they made a movie based on 
like somewhat based on the books called, I believe, like American Assassin, mm. uh, starring the guy from Maze Runner. I forget his name. He's a cute boy. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what the books are actually called, but his is Mitch Rapp. So who is your favorite fictional character, Josh? Um, Goofy. Really? Goofy. You want to go with Goofy? I want to go with Goofy. All of the fictional characters that exist, doesn't even have to be like a cartoon or anything, you want to go goofy. with Goofy specifically. Goofy. Why? Why? <laughs> um, I think Goofy has a lot of, um, a lot of like... So Goofy for me is a character that I have loved for a lot of reasons. Um, obviously, the the first one is, uh, if you don't know the old school Goofy cartoons where he tries to build something, like do yourself a favor and watch those. Those are so funny. <laughs> um, but two, for some reason, a buddy of mine, one of my, my really close friends, we both really liked Goofy and we would always make jokes about Goofy. And uh, it became like, you know, more or less an inside joke thing of just like, Goofy as a character, we we both had matching Goofy mugs at one point because we both worked at a, a like the same job and had these mugs and it was like it's just one of those things. It's actually the reason why I call myself the Jorsh is just because <laughs> it was the conceptualization of like Goofy saying my the name, thing. yeah, of yeah. him being like Gorsh, and my buddy would just always be like, oh, the Jorsh, and so it just kind of like it stuck as a thing for me, and I was like, I really like that, and so like for me, I feel like it has to be Goofy because of that okay i mean that's much more of a definition than i thought of it like an explanation that i thought i would See? get i thought you're just about i like be like he's funny i <laughs> like turtles <laughs> <laughs> um for me my favorite fictional character <sighs> of course naturally there's like millions of them like i fucking i'm a big fan of fiction but i would say my favorite fictional character probably has to be malcolm reynolds from firefly so it's nathan mm. fillion's character mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a big fan of that character. I love him. It made me like really fall in love with the characters Nathan Fillion plays. Like I, I love including the like short uncharted films, like kind of a thing, like the fan made films with Nathan Fillion. I've never watched castle granted, but, um, Malcolm Reynolds is just made me adore anything nathan fillion does like it's made me love Cade six i mean he's just awesome but he's also just robot malcolm reynolds so it's like even better and i adore firefly in general Mm -hmm. so it's it just really pushes it into high gear i want to check out the comics so bad because i of course that show was canceled way too early and aired out of order serenity is a really good movie but uh what'd you say i said so they say everyone yeah it's, you've never checked out firefly no i've never checked it it's out so but yeah good, ev- anytime i talk to someone who who has they're always like so great shouldn't have been taken off and i'm like okay cool space westerns dude fuck yeah bro is so awesome i love it so much i want to check out the comics so bad but yeah i i love malcolm reynolds i i love his like i don't know i love the like suave uh, like tough guy persona, but he's actually just like, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of like Westerns in general. Yeah. And typically they have a very stereotypical main character. Who's just like somebody it's like a damaged cowboy. Like they're, they're a cowboy with issues. Right. And that's what Malcolm Reynolds is. He's like basically a guy haunted by his past, like affiliation with like this rebellious group. And they were defeated. It's kind of like, if he fought for the South in the civil war, but they weren't 
terrible people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's that that's who Malcolm Reynolds would be. Okay, uh, right. That makes him sound so much worse now that I say yeah, that. But a... I, yeah, I I really love that character. I think he's amazing. Naturally, there are others that I love. Like I would say uh, Rundle House Code from Log Horizon, which is like that lithograph poster right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Rundle House Code, easily one of my favorite characters. But yeah, Malcolm Reynolds. Has to be up there. Very cool. uh, and Chris, Chris Chase also writes in and says, "What game or games gave you the best sense of progression?" My example: Kingdom Come Deliverance. Your character starts out as a little shit, and no matter how good you are at the game, he and he puts in capital. He still holds you back in some ways, but as you progress, you can actually feel him getting better at the skill. I, when I initially read this, because Chase is like, I sent you another one. So I was like, okay. Mm. I initially read this and it just kind of sounds like Chase is trying to like convince himself that he's not bad at this video game, <laughs> that it's Henry. He's like, Henry's the piece of shit here. Oh, he was better. <laughs> No, but I mean, I totally get where he comes from because like Kingdom Come Deliverance very much does that where it's like, even if you're good at that game, Henry still fucking sucks. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you are the fucking king of Kingdom Come Deliverance, right. you fucking eat shit in the beginning because Henry can't do squat. He's a little bitch boy. So Big Josh Boy, do you have any like similar experiences and what game do you think has the best sense of progression? Yeah. Um, so I, to be honest, I didn't even see this question. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. So uh, this is a first thing that comes to mind. And uh, no surprise, I'm sure people uh, are probably like, Josh, please stop talking about this. But Binding of Isaac, baby. <gasps> best progression. Are you fucking kidding me? Look, the reason why I talk about Binding of Isaac so much is because of that feeling that you get when you go from being so damn weak where you're just like, I am just awful and you're just trying to just avoid everything. And then at the end of the game, if you're doing it right, you are just this monster powerhouse that just annihilates anything. It's very much the same feel, but it is uh, it is one that I think has some of the best progression from like a like that that feeling that he's he's talking about Chase is talking about of like becoming so much stronger and so much of a difference and you like you can tell when you're at that end state of the game where you're like I'm too I'm I'm just things are dropping like I'm killing shit um from a narrative perspective I don't really know I don't have anything off the top of my head that comes to mind yeah, I mean, this is a pretty hard question to answer, admittedly. Like, trying to think about it, while, like, thinking about all the games I play, I'm like, they don't actually have that great of progression. Like, you you kind of just are, like, thrown into the fray and expected to understand things. Mm-hmm. They don't really piecemeal things to you, or they're a little bit too handholdy for for, like, my taste. Of course, there are the games that I really, really love, like... Uh, something like a Dark Souls game where they constantly lay like it's very hard but they actually drip feed you a lot so like early monsters only have like one or two attack patterns but as you get into later levels they actually start like really swiping you Mm -hmm. so if you make a single mistake you can get taken down so i would say like i think ashen has a really really great uh progression system where early in the game most of the characters or most of the enemies you fight are actually humans and they are very like they're relatively slow to get you like into the game 
but as you move on, your reflexes tighten and you get kind of into the rhythm of the game and you get to like start moving. It's kind of like bobbing and weaving. Like that's typically how souls like games, their progression works. But I would say like Ashen, I really just adore in general. So Ashen is definitely up there for progression systems for me. Narrative on the other hand is, yeah, it's a little bit different where it's just like a way to progress the narrative. It's kind of all just done the same. It's just like you fucking do one quest after another and it slowly pushes things forward. It's not, interesting i guess it's kind of weird when you think about video games in an abstract sense how many how few of them actually try to break the mold and do something else but then everyone else is just like don't don't reinvent the wheel just make something great within the current concept of video games but then there are those that like do break the mold and force you to play as the villain halfway through the game and you're just like what no i don't like that (laughs) not a fan gotta so, gotta keep it spicy you know yeah yeah there are a few people who shake it up speaking of shaking things up philip Renshaw, wombat emperor of australia writes in and says gaming has uh gaming has had plenty of trends over the years military shooters crafting shitty games that include card basing mechanics oh i wonder <laughs> I who that actually see that he wrote i wonder that. who that's directed towards <laughs> Of all of the gaming trends there have there have been, what has the most uh, what has been the most baffling to you, Big Josh boy? Uh, clicker games. Clicker games. Are you talking about clicker games like My Name Is Mayo clicker game? Or are you talking about like an adventure game? No, like the the ones where you're literally like, I'm gonna keep clicking, and I get a. a I think there was like one called Cookie Clicker, and it was like I keep clicking, yeah. and I get cookies, and it's like okay, now you've built enough cookies to get something that automates that for you, and you're like cool, but I can also <laughs> keep clicking, and I'm like, what the fuck? What, what am I doing here? Why am I? This is crazy. Why would I? Anyone sign up for this? And they're like, I like it. I get I get the most cookies, and I'm like. What are you doing? That, and I think just a lot of mobile games in general, like the loot box fiasco of just like everything having these and people going nuts around them. I was always like, I don't know. I just, I've, I'm too frugal of a person to ever get suckered into a lot of these things that have gotten a lot of people to spend money. And I'm like, I always look at it and I'm like, why? Why would you spend this much money? And like, I get it. People are at different parts of their life or they just might be mentally in a different place or you know that's just what makes them happy i guess but like for me i look at it and i'm like this is this is a big old waste yeah Yeah, i mean there's there's so many trends in video games that like once you realize them they're really uncomfortable like butt shots you're just like i mean i'm here for it but also why would you choose that camera angle? Yeah. Like it's what was the game I was playing so recently weird. that had, oh fuck. I can't remember, but there was something I was playing recently where it was like, it was egregious. Like I was just like, oh, we're just going to look at this person's ass and that's basically it. Okay. Yeah. There's like fucking Mass Effect or like Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain, where you just look at that one girl's ass for like solid five yeah, minutes. just like, all right. She just. We live here now. Literally, like, her butt. You're like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I actually wanted to experience this game, not just your butthole. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I... The ass shots thing is so weird to me, where it's just like, you you had to have known that this is going to be a problem eventually. Like, it's just... 
it's so uncomfortable and like i think it's odd that people are actually fighting against removing the asses from mass effect it's like what exactly did it bring to the fucking to the table you're having this serious conversation with miranda and it's just like speak to her butt cheeks i'm like why why <laughs> i don't yeah i like like it's cool i'm a boy like i'm a guy i mean i i'm a sexually active young male so i understand why it's interesting but it's also like why you gotta show me your butt cheeks all the time uh, like I don't that's know. not the coolest thing about your character people people find weird things to hang up on yeah yeah that's i mean speaking to the fucking the the like singing to the choir i know that yeah, saying that's is, true i find the weirdest hang-ups in fucking video yeah, games but true. i mean Outside of the butt things, trends in video games, I mean, right now, the digital showcase trend is baffling. Oh, Stop doing it. Yeah. There's too many. There's a lot. I do like the like, quote honestly, outside of the butthole thing, though. <laughs> it is just, there's too many fucking, like, there's too many showcases that actually, they're not even exciting anymore. I don't even know if, like, E3 comes back that I'll give a shit I'm about so it. I'm so interested. Because it'll just be the that. same. Yeah, I'm so interested since we're not at a point where, I like, I, E3 is obviously going to be digital and it, it is coming back. But, like, what does that look yeah. like, you know? Because is everyone still going to be just like, well, why, though? Because we have all these digital conventions we could just post up ourselves. Like, what does E3 offer now? Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's almost like it's almost like all of these like showcases, they want you to be excited for them. They're like, be excited. Resident Evil is having a showcase and you're just like, okay, it must be something big and then it's just bland shit and you're just like, why did you want me to get excited? Yeah. You realize that's just setting yourself up for failure, right? Like you wanted me to get excited to look at the collector's edition packages for Resident Evil? Like I don't understand. Like I shit on that on the Elder Talks Games episode where we talked about the Resident Evil like direct thing. I shit on that so hard. I was like, this is unnecessary. It was like 40 minutes and it had the weirdest cuts. Like I okay, if you're gonna have like a direct or whatever, don't do 65 different camera angles because there's no reason to do it. Also, another weird trend is that within these like stupid directs that don't need to exist, they do like it'll be this shot and then it'll be a camera shot from like right here while they're facing this way. And they're just like, they switch back from it like five seconds later and you're just like that was unnecessary i mean well that's that's yeah but that's like a lot of uh video editing technique for interviews and like a lot of times people just use those for one for because it it's it, it, attention grabbing but two it is interesting sometimes but other times it's like in this specific instance when it was happening they would literally pop over for like two seconds they'd yeah. be saying just the same shit it's probably pop over for two yeah. seconds and honestly it's probably a cut grab because the person took a horrible take and so they were splicing uh, audio together with something so it didn't cut through like it's just yeah basic video ed editing techniques that they probably were like fuck this looks dumb but like otherwise we're gonna have them like clipped in the same <laughs> shot so it doesn't make sense 
Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, it's just the the things you would associate that with where you're like, yeah, it's like something they do in like interviews and like documentaries. They do different camera angles because it is attention grabbing and it is actually kind of interesting. Yeah. But and it can like really drive a point home seeing them from like seeing somebody from a different angle. You'd be surprised how often that actually like kind of evokes an emotional response yep. from just seeing them straight on. But there are other times where it's just like when this is a direct and it's literally the idea of these is getting directly into the information instead of all of this filler. Yeah. And then they do that. You're just like. You just found another way to make this excessively like soaked with filler, and it's really annoying. Like mm -hmm. I don't understand why you did that. So times. just a bunch of my dumbass nitpicks. There you go. No, there you I, go. I get you. I don't understand. Like I, I want to know if uh, if Phil has a problem with like military shooters, crafting games, or like card based mechanics. Well, we already know he has a thing with card based mechanics that he's clearly against. <laughs> I. Uh... I think most of the people in our community are actually just like they're closeted like card game lovers. Like Josh, like last week was talking about how he was afraid that the, talking about Nero deck was like, oh no, they're going to hate that I talk about card I'm games. I'm just like, bro, I'm not afraid. They love I'm it. just like, if our audience wants to hear a certain, it's, it's the idea of me being like, do I want to cater to the developers and be like, I want to talk about these games so that, you know, we could talk about different games or do I want to be like, well, our audience seems to all fucking hate when I talk about card games. <laughs> so why am I doing I don't I think any it? of them actually hate it. I just don't think they like card games. <laughs> I don't like card games either. It's fine. I'm sure you don't, big boy. <laughs> just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> so uh, the last questions coming in from Philip Renshaw are, do you fear or look forward to what questions your listeners are going to ask weekly? I, do you fear or look forward I love to this question. Uh, I I'd say I'm pretty impartial. I don't fear or yeah. or like, you know, look forward to it. I think it's just a part. Well, no, that's not true. I do look forward to them, but not in the same like, God, I can't wait to see what they cook up this time. But I just I love this part of it because it's a good way to interact with people. And it's interesting to see the questions that some people have, because when I think about this, like I, you know, the active quest, they don't do it as much, but like they used to all the time is like a lot of them and Crystal does it, but like a lot of them would would ask questions like constantly to us. And I always felt bad because mm -hmm. I never reciprocated that just because I'm like, I feel like I'm creative in certain regards, but like not with that. Like when people are like, ask yeah. us a question and I'm like, uh, uh, do you, what's your favorite color? You like, yeah. Like, <laughs> do you like blue? Like fucking who cares? Right. And like, I feel like I have nothing to add, add to that. So I just don't do it. But I love hearing these because it's always so interesting to see like the things that people are just like, oh, you know, what is fucking plus ultra? That's a weird one. But like the, the you know, <laughs> what's your favorite fictional character or, you know, this the gaming trends one like it's a cool thing to ask because it's a good like talking point. But like, I don't know, I wouldn't say that it's it's one of those things where I'm like, God, I can't wait to answer some listener questions like I can't wait. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's always fun to interact with them. Um, as far as do I fear them, I only fear them when we have Jenny on. Oh, dude, yeah. I only fear them when we have guests yeah. just in general. That is... I, like, I get so afraid that somebody's going to get uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like, that's why every time we do it, I preface like the episodes with basically telling people, I'm like, you don't actually have to answer them, by the way. Yeah. You, like they get weird, but you don't have to. Yeah, it's totally. We, fine. I mean, we have a specific <laughs> audience. We need a specific 
type of guest. (laughs) (laughs) I I personally, uh, yeah, I feel pretty much the same way. I look forward to it pretty much every week just because I, I don't know, I'm a fucking narcissist and I like to talk about myself in a sense. But like also, I enjoy the fact that people actually give a shit who we are as people and they want to know more about us. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I love the fact that like people write in. They have this discussion with us. It's awesome. I I love the fact that uh, one of the people in our Discord apparently had a dream with us that in was, their dream. That was so we funny. We're going on an IndiePod road trip, and I was like, "That's cool." I can't wait, dude. When we're able to not when when COVID is gone and you're able to kiss me on the mouth like you always say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man you you <laughs> listeners should uh should really watch this video feed anyway um when we're able to do that we gotta have a special where we're you know we're gonna have to travel to, to certain places obviously we're in different locations but you know yeah. the drive from whatever convention we're going to gotta have an indie pod road trip it's gonna be a short that's road fair trip, but it's the closest that's we fair do. i mean yeah it it might be i yeah, I think it's amazing. I love that people actually give a shit. Uh, me coming from like several years of making content on the internet that nobody actually gave a shit about to actually having something where somebody cares is is really just blows us away. That's why the Patreon consistently blows us away where we're like, we thought we'd get like, I don't know, my mom like fucking giving me a dollar on Patreon or something because she thought it was interesting. But uh, turns the fact out that anybody actually gives a shit. His mom amazing. hates him because she's not yeah, doing turns that. Out my mom doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, Phil also asks underwear, optional, extra, or essential need. Yeah, this is something that uh, Josh and I were like, I what do you mean optional extra? <laughs> what does essential need mean? Like, I don't I don't know what this question is trying to get at. Do I wear underwear? Yes. If that's what you're asking. I guess like I, I now the, the way that I read it, the way that it's phrased is like optional extra, meaning like you it's like an extra piece of clothing that you could put on or essential like need it's basically just the classification of it so essential would be like i need to wear it versus optional is like it's an extra piece of clothing that i could put on one way or the other i mean i don't need to wear anything if you think about it like i don't need to i don't know dude i'm a never new i work like i don't fuck with it I, uh, I I live at home. I mean, that's a dumb sentence. You're like, but, as far as you know, I'm not wearing underwear like, right now. I've boy. never <laughs> worn underwear. It's like it's actually a tradition. IndiePod, the underpants come off. Yeah, you got to let it breathe down it's there. It's true. It just gets too spicy it's, on it's this hot podcast. It's steamy. All these 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 hot takes. You know, I can't yeah. I can't be you know keeping them down here in the steamer. Yeah, you're gonna get swamp nuts that way. That's, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants. I honestly that. like. I actually wish that I could not wear underwear. I'm going to be honest. Like, I've always thought that was, like, an interesting um, thing that people did. I can't do it uh, unless I have, like, pajamas on or something like that. Like, I don't, you know. I could never do it. I don't like that much freedom. I don't like, I don't wear boxers because I don't like my shit going around. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I like the idea of my balls being imprisoned in a fabric you know, in a fabric penitentiary. Like, I'm a big fan of it. I might be scared of being, like, locked up everywhere else, but, like, the underneath, like, I would wear a chastity belt Uh, if I could, you know? But, I mean, just got to spread the love, you know what I mean, bitch, boy? But uh, (laughs) that is the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside the show, you can do so in a bunch of different ways. Of course, you can follow us at 
Indie Pod yep. over on Twitter. Make sure to do so for the notifications of what we looked at on God Bless the Crowd. Uh, the uh, the question tweets, random indie game news, notifications of our developer interviews, and so much more. Were you going to say something? I was going to say something. Um, by the way, we we mentioned that we would read the uh reviews if people actually gave us you know the 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 itunes thing now we got a review but unfortunately it was just the five stars which is very great i'm glad we got five (laughs) stars but there was no comment so we can't read it so come on people give us some reviews so we could read because i want to see what there's a there's a podcast i listen to all the time called everything the guppy which is (laughs) a podcast about binding of isaac um, but they, but they actually, they like never talk about Finding of Isaac. They've literally done it so long that they even go into like rants about how they're like, oh, I'm so sick of this game. And it's just like them just basically <laughs> vamping for 15 minute episodes of them just doing weird, just stories or characters. So good. But they always end it with reading them, uh, the reviews that come in and they're always so ridiculous. I love it. I want that. Yeah, I mean, I guess our listener questions kind of. Like I know. Yeah, that, for but sure. Still, but yeah, still, yeah. Some want written reviews like would be really amazing over on iTunes, and once again, we will read them. So please leave us those. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitter at Hyde Legion H Y D E L E G I O N for all of my shit outside of any pod, like Go Beyond at Go Beyond Pod, my streams that I do on Saturdays and Sundays, which is twitch.tv slash Hyde Legion, same as my, you know twitter uh and you can follow the big josh boy at the underscore (laughs) rewind that back Uh, the underscore josh 90 and twitch.tv slash the underscore josh anything else that you would like to shout out before we hop off here big josh boy nah that's it we're just doing our thing keep it locked to indy okay all right and lastly naturally got to do the housekeeping again check out the sander ambrose developer interview going live on wednesday i'm so sorry that i do that all the time by the way it's 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 terrible of me to do but uh that goes live on wednesday one day after for patrons two days before for plebes so please check that out sizable is their game check those out and check out all the awesome uh, developer interviews we put out every week last week was headworms it seemed really interesting so please do so check out the indie pod store currently we've got pretty cheap t-shirts and stickers and soon to be other stuff next month we will get enough of our patreon money so where we can commission some new stuff so it's going to be really cool and at least i hope it is and Check out the uh, Indie Pond YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes on video, which apparently Josh would like you to do. Uh, I would. And I mean, I'd like you to do it as well because they're pretty good. Please leave us reviews on any sort of platform in which you can, specifically iTunes and written reviews would be amazing. Five stars is also fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And speaking of thank yous, thank you so much to all of our Patreon or patrons in general, but specifically, gotta thank the $3 tier and higher, of course, we'll see Mix Mentosis, aka Mix, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, Chris Penwell, who's always drinking tea, dude. I wonder if he regrets that he wrote in and said that I could say that after his name. <laughs> He's like, I don't drink that much tea. <laughs> uh josh nichols aka active josh from that interactive quest please make sure to check it out and lastly sam Thillion from canada thank you all so much for being patrons you're all so amazing anybody listening to this you're amazing if you're checking out indie games you're amazing everybody's amazing that is it for this episode thanks everyone so much for listening and we will talk to you all next week